episode 241 of Nerds Eye View. I'm glad that we're recording this thing. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. I'm Jordan. I'm joined by Andrew. Hi. Who else? Adam. Oh, welcome, Adam. And? Justin. Wow, it's a full house. It is. It is. How you doing, Justin? Pretty good, man. You guys? How y'all well, doing? We're doing all right. I was feline today. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nice holiday. Yeah. And I knew it was a holiday because I turned down Andrew's street and there was no parking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, everybody's home right now. Mm-hmm. This is not cool. Yeah, this is Labor Day week. Yep. Labor Day week. We're is all, that a thing? And yeah, we appreciate <laughs> everyone who sacrificed uh, 14, 16-hour workdays so that way we can have uh, better job environments. Yay. Yeah. Sure. All right, let's talk about movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, got what are our, we going to review? Uh, straight Out of Compton. Oh, there you go. Coming straight out of Compton. Yeah. Compton. What Andrew said. Yeah, I said it. That was me. Oh, yeah, that was Adam. Don't you fuck with me, okay? Uh, <laughs> sorry, Justin's got me all screwed up. He's calling everybody different names. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun game. You're Not for listeners, change. though, because... Well, I mean, if you think about it, we do have two J's at the table and two A's at the table. Yeah. yeah. So Somebody's going to have to change. Well, what doesn't help me is I have nephews named Adam and Andrew. Ah! So... This is the truth comes out. We are your nephews. They named true. <laughs> You're secretly our... Wait a my minute. Nephews Wait, they the named Filipinos Adam? Yes. What? Yes. What kind of world is this? Yeah, is a, a world where world? a world where uh, people have Christian religion, yeah. and Adam's yeah. a super important name yeah, in guess. that religion. He's alright. I'm not saying that's the answer. He's all right. I'm not right. saying that's the reason, but yeah, yeah. You but it might, <laughs> but it might be, uh, it might be like a deep-seated uh, thought that was implanted at the it, age of. Well, I thought most Filipinos were Catholic. Well, Catholic. Well, it's he, he's still in the Bible. Yeah, he's still, <laughs> in, he's still there. It's practically, no. it's practically the Catholic the Bible doesn't change that much. <laughs> So, hey, movies, right? <laughs> yeah, movies. So, Box Office Top 10, we're going to have our new releases on DVD, Blu-ray, and TVD. And then our review of Straight Outta Compton, where we'll have our base level review. Then we'll get into Guess the Ending. And at the very end, we'll have our discussion for Straight Outta Compton. So, uh, if you've seen the movie, stay all the way to the end so we can talk about the nitty-gritty and get down into it. But let's get started with the box office. Count me down. I want to be number 10. Inside out. Uh, and you definitely want to be if you're number nine. Un galo con muchos huevos. <laughs> <laughs> that has me feeling eight. Sinister two. Uh, but you'd be feeling pretty fine if you were with number seven. The man from uncle. And if he was chasing you, there'd be number six. Near escape. It might also be called number five. Mission impossible. Rogue nation. Uh, and then you'd need to go number four. The transporter refueled. Or you might just want to do a number three. A walk in the woods. And if you did that, then you're definitely not number Straight two. Straight out of Compton. Which could also be called number one. War Room. <coughs> All right. What is War Room? It's a Christian movie. Power of Prayer movie. Ah, indeed. I'm surprised it's still here. It's still here. We did discuss this last week. Because... We thought it would drop. Nothing interesting came out this week. That is well, true. It made about the same... A little, only a little bit more last week. Yeah. So it's still doing pretty good. Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, a lot of people are at church going, hey, we all need to go see this movie because it's for us and, and there's no violence Sunday. and uh, boobies in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love boobies, though. Well, if you, want that, if you want that, you can watch Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. There's boobies everywhere. I mean, yeah. Not everywhere. There's a lot of boobies. Couple you got to you got to like wait an hour. Yeah. And then they say, and now here's a party. Yeah. <laughs> and then boobies. Yeah, there's a party. Inside Out made a lot of money. 
Yeah. Good. It's a good it's movie. Good. It's a good movie. Deserves I haven't seen it, it yet. Mm-hmm. Well. You well. should. You should. Well, then. <laughs> yeah, I should. But yeah, I mean, this is, I think this is like the lowest week on record that I can remember. Yeah, it's just been dropping ever since, uh, what was the last big one? Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible. Yeah. Transporter did garbage. Well, because yeah. no one asked for the uh, reboot. <laughs> nobody asked no for one, no Nobody one cared. You know no why? I told it. Andrew this last night. It's from the people who made the Taken trilogy, and they just don't know how to let anything die. Well, no, but, but the Transporter first one was also made by the people who made Taken. It's the same Yeah, but the first people. Taken <laughs> and the first yeah, Transporter Europa. were great. Yeah. Yeah, and they're just they're and taking they just franchises kept, and they just kept. And I'm still waiting for Columbiana too. <laughs> Nobody is. Just Daddy. me. Yep, yeah, just it's me. Just it's him. Just literally. He just is you. waiting. I like that movie. Yeah. They can do a sequel. <laughs> I'd love a sequel. I wouldn't be offended. Although <laughs> they technically did. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, kill him! No. <laughs> it's called Avatar. She's the same character. There's a when I was looking through Netflix, they have like a weird knockoff mm. TV version of it somewhere. Oh. Of the transporter or no, Colombia. Where it's like a girl raised on the streets of Colombia <laughs> is now the deadliest killer. It's probably in a different language. I don't know. Colombiana. I don't think that's picking up. Okay. We're uh, uh, full disclosure. The windows are open. There's gardeners outside. It's a warm day. And it's a warm day, so we need the windows open. So yeah. if you hear gardener noises, I'm sorry, but I don't think it's picking up. I'm okay. Looking at the, I'm looking at the levels. I think we're good. I think we're good. These microphones are very advanced. It's not like there's one podcast I listen to where I don't know where the hell this guy records or what kind of microphone he uses, Uh but there's a crow. (laughs) And the first time it happened, they referenced it. They made a joke out of it. And then it kept happening. Like they didn't even. I think he has a pet crow. No, it's outside. (laughs) I don't know. He's a wild crow. In a windowsill? It's the dude from. No, it's the dude from. the second uh, When Nature Calls. It just oh drove God. me crazy. That's that was a raven. Like, wow. It's the second Ace Ventura movie, and it's Pinky, and okay. Pinky's growing. I don't know. It just it weirded me out because I was like, the first time first time it happened in an episode, they referenced it. Second time, they just completely Talk about it, like, crows. Have that. you guys seen that video where the, the crow's doing like complex puzzles in order to get food? Yeah. Well, yeah. They learn. Super smart. No. Crow, crows oh, are... it's incredible. I will show you a video later. Okay. It's like a nine-step puzzle. <laughs> That is like super complicated that most children would never. I saw the one where it had it put stuff into water so it would raise up food so it could get to it. There are multiple. Yeah. There are multiple puzzles. There was, uh, wasn't there like a city or maybe it was just one person did this experiment where they had like a thing where if a crow put a coin into a thing, it would spit out food. Yeah. And so basically this guy got all this change because he set this box up Uh that crows figured out like, oh, I put put a coin in here. I get some food. Come bring me money. Yeah. Crows are super smart. Yeah. They're, yeah. Because it was a it was a multi part puzzle where like it was one thing, but in order to do that one thing, you had to do three other smaller puzzles. So it had to keep like multiple pieces of information in its mind at the same time mm-hmm. in order to connect everything together. Well, crows memorize they memorize com- spaces. Yeah, they do like, complex problem they know solving. Things. It's awesome. It's coming. So we don't want to talk about un, un gallo con muchos huevos. No. Un gallo con muchos. I think the only reason we're even yeah. seeing it is because it's such a horrible week for movies. Well, yeah, it only made three. You have million. that great picture of you with the eggs. Oh yeah, should we post? I can send that to you. We'll, we'll put that somewhere. Yeah, I'll send that to you. That can be. We can found be a, a link. A stand. A stand. We found a stand and I took a picture with the poster eggs. Poster stand. Mm-hmm. Oh, for this particular movie. For yeah, for un gallo con uh, muchos huevos. It's like the chicken that's with a lot of eggs. That's what it. That's what it means. That's it's what it weird. means. That's what they, well. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. You want to take a picture of it, tell the world so they can open to number nine at the box office. Yeah, it's good stuff though. I'm not going to lie. When I woke up this morning, I saw number one movie this week, War Room, and went, huh. Yeah. Really? <laughs> you and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> the Man That's... from Uncle did not do very well either. It should do, be doing so much better. It's adorable. 
and it's CGI. I not was Justin not has just seen the picture. Is it just I'm, chicken run in Spanish? No, it's no, egg run. It's egg, oh, it's okay. egg run. <laughs> it's egg run. It's literally in the eggs. The eggs have like faces and arms. And they're trying to get away from their forefathers, I guess. <laughs> so why did why did the man from Uncle do so bad? It's just like bad advertising. Well, it's like the thing is like no, it's it's a year of like five spy movies coming out, and I think the biggest problem with the advertising is that. It's based on a TV show that the reality is not a lot of people really remember now. And it's starring a couple of guys that no or one really knows now. As poor well. poor like, Army Hammer. I like Army Hammer, he's too. A, That's I a think thing. he's a really good guy. Yeah. I think he's really trying hard. <laughs> I love the Lone Ranger. Mm. I think the advertising... I like you're waiting and pause like, I did. <laughs> I think... Uh, like the advertising for it's set in this weird sweet spot where if you if you saw the advertising you went oh that looks good and then you saw the advertising like eighteen more times because yeah. I was really beat over the head with this movie yeah um, even outside of like the little pre stuff before the trailers they had segments for that and then also like on all of the channels they were advertising the movie so I, like it was this weird oversaturation thing I think it's gonna be like a sad thing like in 10 years people are gonna look back and go like oh there was this crazy good movie that came out yeah why did no one see it it's gonna yeah. be like there's gonna be articles about it when it hits because Netflix. like all the all the people in this film like are, are either like upcoming or or very new, like uh, what's her Alicia Vikander from yeah. right. from Ex Machina yep like she's in this and she's great. She's great. Super different from Ex Machina. Yeah. And she's like she's still doing more. Like she's got something else coming out that I don't. Oh, she's gonna be in that. Uh, I'm not excited for it though. The Danish girl. I saw the trailer to that. Yeah. yeah whatever. Oscar bait. I hate that. It's guy. like the Oscar baitiest, most Oscar Eddie Redmayne. Movies. He won an Oscar and then he did Jupiter Ascending. So <laughs> yeah, I love that meme where it's like this guy won an Oscar and it just shows his face when he's screaming in Jupiter Ascending. Oh well. Uh. But yeah, uh, we reviewed No Escape last week. That was good stuff. Yep. Was Have it? you seen No Escape? Not yet. How about you, Adam? It was pretty good. Yeah. Surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. Pierce Brosnan. That's all you need to know. Yeah. He's that cr- did sell it. He's great. <laughs> he's really good in the Like, movie. I was not in... Like, Andrew's telling me about the movie, and he's like, yeah, it's Owen Wilson. They go to this foreign country, and they can't get out. Oh, and there's Pierce Brosnan. I was like, I'm in. Yep. I'm in. Yep. That's he's, all I need to hear. So good. That's my boy. The best bond. Hey, did we talk about the the actual numbers yet? This this week, the the combined uh, box office it's top less 10 than sixty million. It's less than si- just under sixty million, and last week it was only sixty three. Yeah. So it's a it's a rough time right now, and we're looking ahead. It's not going to get higher. It doesn't no. look like it's going to get any nah, better. September is a r- September and like January, February just are rough. Yep. Wait till December. And it's so weird that everything's so bad right now because with the weather the way it is here in California, at least, mm-hmm. like it's perfect movie time. Yeah. Because you just want to get out of the heat. Well, and it's crazy because there's things that I've heard are good and are playing in smaller theaters that don't make the box office top ten. Yeah. And like, um, oh shoot, I just forgot the name of it. The one with um, uh, Jason Siegel and um, oh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Oh no, the last, the end of the tour. The end of the tour. The, the last the of the Mohicans. <laughs> no. Oh. The end of the tour, no. which I still haven't seen yet, but I really wanted to. Yeah, and, me too. But it didn't even break, you know, the top ten. Like yeah. it. It was so small. I've been wanting to see that one too. Dope was another one I've been wanting to check out. That one's yeah, great. Yeah, we reviewed that. Yeah, yeah like really a couple good. of months ago. It's crazy because they re-released. Like it's coming out again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I caught that. It's like the at like <laughs> in theaters? theaters again. Yeah, it's back in theaters yeah. again. Yeah. For really? It's good because I really wanted to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They should do that with more movies. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> especially right now. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing out. People would go watch them. Mm-hmm. I'm just right. waiting for Spectre. Yeah, Spectre's November. Oh, so good. Oh, is that goodness. November? November. What's coming out this Christmas? Something. 
Yeah. Star Wars. Hateful Eight. Star Wars. Star Wars. There we go. Hateful Eight's coming out this year? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought it was next year. I'm super no. stoked now. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a good Christmas, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we got Tarantino. We got Bond. We got Star Wars. Star Wars? Star Wars. Did you guys ever watch Thumb Wars? I no, did. back in the day, I, did. I respect Maybe one. Uh, I respect my time <laughs> as a. Consumer. I clearly, I clearly did. This is back <laughs> in the blockbuster days. Oh, funny blockbuster days. Funny thing, I was in Mexico last week, and I was walking down the street, and guess what I saw? A blockbuster. I saw myself a blockbuster. A nice. operating blockbuster. An operating blockbuster right next to was a Home Depot. Legitimate. Yeah. It's they weren't just using the sign and I was really curious. Well, I, when you're in a different country the operating costs are different. So okay. I think they they could stay above the red. It. They actually didn't get the memo. I don't think they have gone. red box there. Yeah. They're still. <laughs> but, um, they're not connected to the home servers. I was at, I was at the home I, I saw that there's a Home Depot right across the street. Here for 8 years. <laughs> right across the street from my hotel there's a there's a Home Depot. I was like since we're in Mexico is there going to be a bunch of white guys standing out yes. in front? Yeah. Strangely. Was it? Yeah. Wait for yeah. real. No. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really good. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move it on. New releases? To the new releases. All right. Here we go. Uh, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray, uh, we have a film called The Age of Adeline. All right, hold on. Andrew, Justin. Uh, yeah, Andrew, Justin. Nice. Andrew, Jordan. Have you guys... Uh, <laughs> Have you guys seen Age of Adeline? I have seen Avengers Age of Adeline, yes. <laughs> I have also seen Good. Avengers no, Age of Adeline. I have not seen Age of Adeline. Avengers Age of Adeline, The Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, did you actually see it? No, I didn't see it. Uh, it's good. How we good? Re- we reviewed it. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's because you never invite us to the show. It's surprising. <laughs> that's not true. And also, I'm not in charge of invites. <laughs> you're here, Adam, because we have a, a open door policy. <laughs> and you're usually sleeping on the couch when I get here anyway, so. I don't... It's like a light nap. <laughs> it's like a light <laughs> nap. Adam's like, can I leave work and come on the show? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was sitting at yeah. work today. I had nothing to do, so I was like, I'm going to leave early. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go record something. Um, but no, this is a good movie. We reviewed it in episode 222. Right. Triple what two. episode is this? 241. Yeah, 241. Oh, that was years ago. Right. I mean, this is 20 weeks year. ago. It was like in what February, March? Yeah, twenty yeah. weeks. Yeah. That's like yeah. years. But no, this is a surprisingly interesting story. Narratively, it's a little weird. I enjoyed it because yeah. I like like you watch the movie and you go, "This is based on a book, right?" Because of the way it's put together, but it's not. Oh, okay. Like I wish there was a book for me to read after. Watching yeah, you know this what? Movie. If there was a book, I would have read it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's got a Benjamin Button vibe I got from the trailer. Uh, kind of like echoes of it, like a big ish, fish kind ish. of thing. Ish. Big that kind of no, they all have that same kind of feeling. Like it's a little less fancy. There should be folk music playing the whole time, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's how I felt when I was watching Big Fish and uh, what was the other one? The one you just said. Benjamin. Yeah, they all kind of have that same weird carnival. This <laughs> one's a, this one's a little less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much carnival. But do you get do you get what I'm talking about though? No, yeah, I totally yeah. understand, especially with Big Fish. But yeah. this one takes itself a little bit more seriously. Yeah, yeah. And it's an interesting look at. It does take itself more seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> it's and it's it's like it's like here. Let me explain the science behind this weird thing that it actually happened. like. Wait, what's it about? It's about a woman who gets struck by lightning and becomes immortal. Oh, nice. She never ages above the day that she got when struck. she got struck by age lightning. of Adeline. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. So like she, um, it's like it's like now. It's like eighty years ago she got hit. The so reason it's like why, right it's, yeah, the reason why <laughs> it feels like it's based on a book is because there's a narrator that explains the exact uh, scientific process of why she became. Wait, they immortal. actually explain. Yeah, but, scientific, it, but it, it's not magic. But it, yes. but it goes like this. <laughs> it's like uh, as as postulized in the year twenty forty seven. 
this is how like it feels like someone's narrating it to a classroom yeah like a hundred years after the movie happens it's really so it's not magic no no that would be way better, actually. It'd be it's like it's like someone in the future found out how to be immortal, yeah, yeah. and she's the first case that they talk about in school. Indeed, it's really interesting. Yeah, and because she accidentally becomes immortal, it's super. I know it's it's cool. And it's it's a, shot it really well. Can she vi- die though? Know. If someone comes up and like stabs her, do they talk about that? I don't know. She heals really well, but it's not like it's like a Highlander thing, right? Or- <laughs> She's the only one. It doesn't really go into it. It's more she just doesn't age. Like her cells are regenerating. Okay. There's Uh, not that point where they start not regenerating anymore. There's no moment for her to be like Wolverine to find out. It's basically what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, my God. If they had a moment where she became Wolverine and found out, like, she just started. Yeah. That'd be crazy. I'd love that. (laughs) That's a totally different movie. (laughs) But I'd be into it. And there's. I'd be right there. there's, There's a young Harrison Ford, which is really cool. What do you mean? Like, if they ever make, a, like, a young Han Solo movie, Which they are. I, we I found the g- actor. He's not that good of an actor. Yeah, but they can train him. They can send him to school. <laughs> okay. Take him to church. He has the look. He That's looks the exactly like a guy like who Harrison looks Ford. just like young Harrison Ford. Yeah. Exactly like Harrison Except the, the weird thing is the voice that he does is old Harrison Ford. Because he does a Harrison Ford voice, but he does the Harrison because Ford he's so young, he doesn't mm. know what Harrison Ford sounds like when he's... Where's my family? <laughs> Basically. Get off my plane. No. Hey, you need some help with your car. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. Young Harrison Ford. I supposed okay, to look up Age Adeline. And then look I'm up Young Harrison it. Oh, it kind of has Michael a... Michael Huseman. It kind of has a... Oh, Harrison Ford's in the movie. Yes. Okay. That's why... That's the whole point. He's he's like one of the bookending characters. Welcome it's someone to she Explaining knows Movies to Adam. When she's young, <laughs> and then she meets him later... I review movies. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> the, uh, well, we're going to workshop a new show called Explaining Movies to Adam. That would be great. <laughs> I would like that. There's a young Harrison Ford type. Oh, Harrison Ford's in this. Oh, yeah, he's in Game of Thrones. That's how that works. Okay. But that's not the Harrison Ford guy. Oh, it's not? No. That's another guy. Get with it. No, it has a catch me if you can kind of vibe, too. Yes. Because, because she's, she's, she's on the run. Because she can't say hey i'm i'm a, you know 76 and i look like this <laughs> like she becomes super good at hiding her identity and changing identities because if she stays in one place for too long people are going to realize that she's not aging and also it's like crazy heartbreaking like her daughter's yeah old. she has a daughter who's growing old yeah ah there it is young i recognize i think they recognize that actress too right ellen yeah. burston yeah yeah, yeah. How's that at the top of my brain? Oh. <laughs> but like, there are days when I can't even remember who Jeff Goldblum is. I'm like, that guy. He does the laugh. He does the laugh, right? How? He's in Jurassic Park. <laughs> How? You can do the laugh, yeah. but you can't remember his name. Yeah, Alan Burstyn is always it's right Jeff there. Jeff fucking though. Goldblum, right at the Andrew. top of my head. It's Jeff fucking <sighs> Goldblum. I accidentally spelled his, spelled his name the wrong way the other day. I felt re- I've you, I had a uh, moment. Double O instead of the U. Uh yeah. Have you seen that picture? It says, uh, "Some people ask me how to pronounce my name. Is it Gold Blum or Gold Bloom?" And then he's like, "How dare do you talk to me?" (laughs) (laughs) Was that from Conan? I don't remember what it was from. I just saw like a a little screenshot thing of it. (laughs) Him and Conan are like so cool. But in retrospect, uh, people should uh, rent this. Yeah, just go listen to that episode to get a more full. I actually kind of want to. And that was before we changed our review style. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to watch it now. Stop touching. Your hand's going to get dirty. I know. I can't. I touch everything. I can't. (laughs) My boss tells me, stop touching things because I break everything. And then you're a fidgeter. I'm too strong for this world. (laughs) (laughs) I break everything. You should have one of those jobs where you uh, product test everything. Instead of using robots to stress things. That's why my hands get so dirty at work. I just touch everything. I can't help it. I'm a fidgeter. And I'm nosy. But yeah, see the movie. All right. So 
Uh, we don't. I don't have any DVD only no, titles. I'm no. sorry. So don't bring your girlfriends around. What? What? You touch, you touch everything. everything? Yeah. You're always making like references to a joke you made like two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can't keep up. Yes, they can. I believe in you. Uh, no DVD only, but. That brings us to new on Blu-ray, which this is where we're gonna play our little game. Oh, this is the game. What game yeah. we got? See, there's no link, so I didn't. Because there was no link on the thing, I had to send myself uh, the info. There is no link. Uh, new on Blu-ray, we have a film called Hollow Triumph. Uh, this is uh, now we're gonna play a game mm-hmm. uh, where each of I you. I don't think he knows what the game uh, is, but we'll we'll figure you'll figure out. Jordan will definitely play. The other, the other two use if you want to play, you can play. Uh, uh, I always uh, pick a use pick guys. a new film uh, that Jordan will attempt to guess the plot of based on just the title. And a couple other key pieces of information. I think we need more information. You don't give us much. Well, I don't have point. a lot here either. That's the point. How would uh, I give you? Because I was on limited resources. Uh, but you do know the title is Hollow Triumph. Uh, and can we get uh, genre? I can give you that. Okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, but Justin, do you want to play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Adam, you're in. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. So we'll start with Adam. Okay. Uh, would you like <laughs> the year that this film came out? Would you like? Uh, I guess I can give you a genre. Or would you like, um, there is one, uh, no, I'll give you, or I can give you two words in the description that I think are extremely useful. What's the name of the movie again? Hollow, Hollow Triumph. Triumph. And that's your clue. Go, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> give me those two words. I want to go with that. That sounds interesting. That's your wish. Yeah. Uh, okay. The two words that I think are very useful in this description are casino. Okay. And psychoanalyst. Oh. Oh. I got this. <laughs> I got this. Because if, if you're right, the game ends. Some, Ty was right. Yeah, Ty well, knew the film. I was re-listening to that episode. It's because he knew the film. And yeah, I he think, definitely knew the film. I think as soon as you know the film, you should bow out from the game. <laughs> no, I think that's how you win. No, no, in the future. That's how you win. Because then I'm just going to research all the movies that are coming you out. You should be. You should be. <laughs> you should. I don't want to do that. I want it to be an interesting thing. You should. Okay, I got this. <sighs> all right. It's about a casino. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With a psychoanalysis. All right. No, no. Okay. There's a guy. All right. And he, he, he's able to like uh, read people and know what they're thinking. So with that in mind, all right, he goes to a casino and he uses his abilities to win at card games because he can tell when people are bluffing or um, if they have a good hand and stuff like that. I wouldn't say counting cards because that's like math stuff. I think he reads people well, and he uses that to his advantage, and then he ends up getting caught by Robert De Niro. <laughs> no, he uses that to win money, but then a bunch of shit goes down, and he has to use his wiles and his cunning. Stop touching your mic. Don't tell me how to live. <laughs> to get out of his current situation. How right. close am I? Uh, uh, I'm not going to say. Tell everyone. Is Bitch! I'm supposed to win! Justin, mm. would you like the year or the genre? Year. Okay, so they get more info than me. That's you, bullshit. That's uh, you stop making me go. You always make me go first. Oh my god! Because it's usually you and Jordan, and Jordan always goes last. Damn it! That's the point. <laughs> it's bullshit. So you know it's called Hollow Triumph. Yeah. What did you want? Year. Year. Okay. So uh, you know that two words in the description that I think are useful are casino and bullshit. psychoanalyst. We should all get and the year shush, shush, shush. is 1948. Jesus. Movie came out in 1948. Yes. It's just okay. now coming out on Blu-ray. All right. All right. Hmm. Indeed. Hmm. Hmm. That changes it. Hmm. Hmm. That's Shush. the point. That's the point. <laughs> hmm. You should have something a little bit different from Adam. Nuh-uh. Mine's totally spot on. <laughs> that means I'm wrong. But the way he's talking, I know I'm wrong. 
so what are the odds of you guessing exactly the plot of (laughs) that be amazing robert de niro can't be in this i I, I rescinded my robert de niro robert de niro senior (laughs) (laughs) james cagney's in (laughs) okay uh hello tramp 1946 Forty eight. Like it mattered, right? <laughs> <laughs> it matters. Like, oh, then we can't reference the massacre <laughs> at uh forty eight yeah. casino psychoanalyst? Mm-hmm. Oh, my god. Those are two separate they're not together, they're just right. both in the plot. I understand. I yeah. got that. Okay. I think Adam thought they were together. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh a psychoanalyst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Play by James Stewart. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> kidding. I want to live. What? Oh, what, sure. are you, what are you thinking? Well, are you sure? Yeah. Uh, so I went into a weird Connery. Apologies. <laughs> what are you sure here? I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So psychoanalyst uh, is a has got a gambling problem. Mm, this sounds an awful lot like mine. And hold the <laughs> fuck up, Adam. <laughs> 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 um, and. <laughs> He's a war veteran. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm in. All right, cool. Because it's past a great war, and uh, and uh, he's uh, gonna do a shush with the face. <laughs> That's why I don't look. You need to stop looking at him. Don't look at me. Don't oh look at me. Don't look at me. Don't, don't look at me. me. And <laughs> he's uh, feel your face. <laughs> All right, I'm well, it's because he's rubbing it against yours. Yes. I swear, I won't okay. Psychoanalyst, yeah. war veteran. <laughs> uh, gambling problem. Gambling problem, but doing a uh, final poker night thing. And it's got, he's probably a drinker. <laughs> sure. Sure. You don't, you don't need to get this this down and dirty with Hold it. Hold on, I'm Just good. Basic, got, basic plot. I got it. Don't worry. Okay. Hold okay. on. It's coming. It's coming. All right. I'm a writer. And. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jordan, you now get the genre, which they don't have a listed genre. I'm going to just assign one. I'm going to assign one. The same way Metacritic (laughs) assigns scores to reviews. So you already know this is a film called Hall Triumph. It's new on Blu ray this week. It it originally came out in 1948. In the description, there are the words casino and psychoanalyst. Mm -hmm. And I would call it a crime thriller. Crime thriller. Yeah. So this is uh, a movie about uh, a psychoanalyst who comes out of the war, um, mm. and mm-hmm. that he funny. he works with his patients who are all who are all in the war, and he realizes that based on their unique abilities, uh, they're gonna they're they'd be really good as criminals. So they become kind of a gang that goes around and they uh, they knock up different casinos and steal all their payrolls and. Um, it's just about how them they get rich. All right. I'd watch each and every one of these movies that you guys are describing. This is Even my weird jaggeded plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny that none of you like uh, did, a, did a riff on the title. The title is Hollow Triumph. I was trying. Well, so. that's why it's hollow is because they're stealing it. They're not winning it. Yeah. So here's the actual description. Uh, John Muller. A career criminal on the run from vengeful gangsters after a botched casino robbery finds the ultimate hideout masquerading as a successful psychoanalyst to whom he bears a strong resemblance. However, he fails to take into account that when you take over someone's life, you inherit the bad with the good. Oh, okay. You gave me the worst words. <laughs> this bullshit. They had nothing to do I with each other. I could have given you the and talking. after. Whoa, what? 
That is entirely the plot of the movie. Nah, it's <laughs> fucked up, man. You could have said criminal. That would not have helped you. I, Casino, yeah. I think, was very specific. No. Mm-hmm. No. That got me stuck think, on Casino. I think career criminal would have helped yeah, a lot. Yeah, that... That, that, well, I wanted to make the most unique key, words. But that's a key point The psychoanalysis that. thing, I mean, not the casino thing got me stuck on a fucking casino. Well, all of you were stuck on psychoanalyst. Yeah. You're like, the main guy's a psychoanalyst. Well, <laughs> which we weren't wrong. I mean, he, yeah, he pretends to be one. So, and I was right about him being a criminal. Does this movie sound good? So you're a dick. Yeah, it does. Kind of, I'm not going to lie. I was the... Can we all agree Andrew's a dick? Look, if and you, I don't you don't play, play this game you. a lot. I don't want to play with you anymore. Jordan knows. Uh, yeah. I always pick a pick a weird one. Yeah. Pick an oldie. That's the point. Something maybe you haven't heard of. All right, moving on. Uh, this is leading into a, another game. Uh, we have so many games peppered throughout. Uh, on TVD, uh, uh, the new releases this week, we have Blue Blood Season 5 and Brooklyn Nine-Nine Season 2. The way that this game works is that Jordan watches pretty much everything on television. And uh, I like to try and guess whether or not he's seen the shows that come out on DVD. And we've got a special wrinkle to it. If there are multiple seasons, mm. he can guess whether or not I've seen the show at all, mm. or if I'm up to date, like I've seen the most recent season, or this season, or whatever. Uh, okay. Does anyone else want to try and guess? Has Jordan seen Blue Blood Season 5 or Brooklyn Nine-Nine Season 2? I think he's seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine Season 2. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're 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 all caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine Season 2. Yeah. Okay. Completely up to date. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that damn show. Now, that Blue show Bloods. Is, if no one is... Wa- all right. We're going to have a real talk with the listeners here. <laughs> if you're not watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you need to re-examine your life. You need to uh, reset your priorities. And this show needs to be at the top of your list because it is hilarious. I don't watch much TV anymore. It is super funny. It, uh, wasn't the first season on Netflix? No. Uh, yeah. It's I not. don't know. No? no? Oh, it's on Hulu, I'm it's sure. It's on Hulu. I would, otherwise, I would have been watching, re-watching that season. I, it's oh. sad because I stopped watching somewhere in season two. I need to catch back up. Yeah, you do. It's just You do. Hey, I got behind. You do. I know. Right. Uh, now, Blue Bloods, here's, here's my uh, information that I think I know, is that Jordan isn't always up to date on CBS. Mm. I think. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but also, I really don't see why you'd watch Blue Bloods, but I'm going to say that you've probably seen at least one episode of it at some point in your life, but you're not uh, a continuing watcher. Okay. Anyone else? Does anyone know what Blue Bloods is? It's Tom Selleck. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you, Andrew. Got a cop family and Donnie Wahlberg. I think he got he's, a cop family. Yeah, I think he's and lawyers. It's either he's only seen one episode and didn't like it, or he's seen every single one. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with he's only seen like one or two. Well, to to help Justin out, he's he one time uh, the show that I picked for this on TVD was something like Treehouse Masters or something. Something and it airs on Animal Planet. I was like, Jordan, you've never seen this. And he goes, I watch every single episode. <laughs> it's like, super good. Yeah, it's, super it. it's so it's good. really awesome. The guy shows up and he's like, You want a treehouse? He's like, Yeah, I, w- I want a treehouse. He's like, I'm gonna build you the best treehouse you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the it's best amazing. goddamn treehouse ever. And they make really cool treehouses. <laughs> Can I say what my guess here is that you stumbled upon it because you needed to kill an hour for Blue Bloods? You should definitely. I mean. Here, I'll just answer straight up. Uh, I was, tried to watch the first season. I got through a bunch of episodes, and I'm like, nah, this is not interesting. All right. Uh, so I'm not up to date at all. Uh, I stopped pretty far back. Um, but I do have like 64 things on my TiVo. So I, I'm definitely not trying to fill hours anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to find hours to finish all the shows I'm watching. There's hours. Watch so There's much TV. Yeah. There are times where I like hook up a monitor to my PS4 so I can watch TV on my Xbox One and like finish 
put shows on so I can play <laughs> video games and watch TV at the You're same like, time. I plug oh, the wow. cable have, into my brain and then I have no. the screen so showing I have, another. I have the TV mounted on the wall and then I've got the computer mounted right underneath it so I don't have to turn my head. I just got it like right here. My God. I, <laughs> well, I multitask a lot. And then I, I'm listening to podcasts and talking to people and on Skype and <laughs> I've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah, he lives more in one day than any of us do in a week. Yeah. Track of it. Yeah, there's a reason why the doctors are like, "No, your eyes—they're like you're like 90 years old. Why are your eyes like you're 90 years old?" I was like, "I use them a lot. My hands are going out." Just, uh, All right, he's uh, falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> literally. literally. <laughs> all right, so that's what's new on Blu-ray and DVD and TVD and all that other stuff. Yeah, it's a slow week. Uh, go to your. Get, go to your. Hmm? I have something real quick. It's mm. um, oh, surprise. Oh. Hey, well, here's the thing, right? Uh, a fellow agent of guard, Earl, mm. just texted me a picture, and I'm confused by it because I heard nothing about it. Mm. But apparently, it's on Netflix right now. Oh yeah, that came out a while ago. It's uh, Crouching a, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Officially? The sequel. The Did Green that Legend? officially come out on Netflix? Yeah, yeah it was but, a Netflix production. But like, it's super like no one really said anything. But that's really weird to me. Right. That's really really weird. Is to it me. I think same I think, director. No, no. I think they're pushing. It's because they're pushing so hard with all of their other content that anything that's not up to snuff, they're going to quietly put out because they're keeping their word. But mm-hmm. I don't. I think there's a reason why no one's talking about that's it. That's a ba- no. Here's okay. Here's what's their word, Jordan? Because Narcos also came out. Yeah, and that's supposed to be really good. Yeah, I didn't see too many ads for that until it was all. It was out, and then and it, it was, was like looks. It yeah. looks really good. I'm too. just so weirded out by it because there's no. Tra- there were no trailers, no yeah. teasers, nothing. It has yeah. a huge. Uh, cast of Asian act, you know, of like Hong Kong actors yeah. it's got it's a sequel to a movie that like did was a huge hit here in the west here Big in the west time. it was one of the first like, or are we made, more east than they are it made it made uh, wire foo like a word that people knew right you which know. is crazy and I love that movie but I, it's yeah. just this whole weird thing where I went you didn't even attempt to tell people it's out right. and I'm like that's weird to me it's super weird that being said <laughs> I've had a, I had a friend who worked at the Weinstein Company, mm-hmm. who was uh, one of the I won't say what position he was in, but high up in the production of the film. Right, right. And of that film, of that film. Oh wow! And I asked him. It was like, oh, how's it going? Because he was shot in New Zealand. It's like, oh man, it was great. Yeah, that was cool. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. Is everything okay? He's like, oh no, it was fun. Great being in New Zealand. Okay. <laughs> Wu Ping's awesome. He's a cool dude. Cool. Donnie N? Yeah, yeah. Show yeah. The guy from Glee? Hey, you know, don't worry about that. <laughs> and then oh, no. what also got really... So I had hints of, oh, that's not a good sign. And then I'm, I have a lot of friends who auditioned for the film. Hmm. And a good amount of them like, how's the script? And they all were kind of like, yeah. Um, like, what, well, maybe that's an early draft. I don't think so. No. Oh, no. This is not good. Like, maybe the fights are good. No one's saying anything. It's weird. So I got it. When I saw the text from Agent Earl, he, I was like, they dumped it. Oh. Like, that weirded me out. I thought... No, they're keeping their word, but, I mean... No, they're not, you don't want to advertise fa- fa- <laughs> what in your mind is not up to snuff. And, Wait, which is, is it interesting to me. Is it done by Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, that's interesting to me because, okay. like, Hollywood always has to promote everything they make. Yeah. If it's a big theatrical, mm-hmm. they have no choice. Right, right, because they're putting so much money into the distribution of it mm-hmm. and they're paying money to have it on screens and have it printed and stuff. Yeah. But in this situation, Netflix isn't paying anything to put it on the service. Yeah. So they're just well, they're fulfilling some, their... Not a lot. Though. Yeah, but they're fulfilling their obligation and they 
it's not going to cost them a lot of money just to put it on there. Right? Yeah, that's like the whole new thing about VOD, like video video on demand or whatever, when like they don't want to do... Uh, what was it? Netflix was just having some trouble with Beasts of No Nation because they yeah. wanted to do a day and date release where you could watch it on Netflix and on a big screen. Mm-hmm. And, and theaters, theaters were like, like nah. no. So there's some small run ones that Why were they it. saying no? Because the They'll whole lose point... Money. Yeah, because no one... If you can just sit at home and pay uh, nothing yeah. to watch it, why go into a theater? So they're like... Every movie theater is just going to be like, no, no one's going to show up and so we're going to tie up one of our screens for this movie that no one's going to come see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that's that's like pretty crazy. And yeah, yeah so a lot of like, it, but there's a whole changing market in like where video, like VOD used to be like, oh, that's where you dump the crap. But now like really like like strong, uh, good like comedians, yeah. they yeah. make movies that aren't going to sell to a wide audience, but they'll mm-hmm. put that on VOD and right. it will make plenty of money. Yep. So it's you know it's a whole new it's yep. a whole new world right now we're living in. I love it. Why well, uh, did I think Aziz Ansari just did a Netflix, didn't he? He's Somebody? doing a Netflix show. Yeah, it's not out yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah and Louis C.K. has been doing his own distribution for a long time, where he's like, "Not nah, pay what you want, and you can just yeah, through download his yeah. through his personal website, and you just download the video." And you get like a certain number of yeah, downloads and stuff like special. that. Which yeah. And you can stream it. And he's done yeah. it for the last three and he makes a bunch of money and he goes to nobody. I think it's amazing. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. Well, it's because like, he's incredible. so popular. I know, but I think that's a. this is a new market. Yeah. Like, just like people who, like Tom, he, he writes his own stuff and puts it on Amazon and other websites. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like The Martian that's coming out, the movie with Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. That was a guy who self-published on Amazon. And now he's got oh, a really? huge book deal. Yeah. Huh. No one would take his work. He was shopping it around mm. just like the guy who did wool. Like, oh, yeah. And now he's a huge big deal, but he did it himself. Huh. He didn't go to anybody. It's so, like Dr. Dre. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get into Is that. Is that a segue? <laughs> uh, it it can be. Because uh, when we come back, we'll be reviewing Straight Outta Compton. Love you. Hello and welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I'm resident uh, Spielberg fanatic, Justin Kizan. And today we're going to talk about... Duel. The Sugarland Express. Jaws. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 1941. Raiders of the Lost Ark. E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Twilight Zone. Indiana Moon. Jones and the, the Temple of Empire. Indiana Jones and the Last Fuck Crusade. Jurassic Shindler Lost World. Saving, saving Private Ryan. AI. Minority. Catch Mitchell Intelligence. The War of the Indiana Indiana Jones. Adventures of Steven Spielberg. Ben View on Spielberg. New episodes dropping on the 15th of every month at BenViewNetwork.com. Let me tell you what I see here. A lot of raw talent. Swagger. Bravado. People are scared of you guys. They think you're dangerous. But you have a unique voice. The world needs to hear it. Alright, let's hit this shit. Alright. Alright? Alright. Spinning records ain't paying none of the bills around here. What you talking about? I get paid. $50, Andre. You think that makes you rich? It's a start. Hey, Q. What's you a poet now? <laughs> the flyest one you know, nigga. <laughs> You got them rocks? That hard shit. You know that's all I do. I got a cold ass beat. That hardcore reality rap. So what you talking about doing? Cruising down the street in my 6 Hey, that was dope, eh? That shit was dope, man. You a genius. <laughs> What's NWA stand for anyway? No whites allowed? Something like that. Nah. Niggas with attitudes. Straight out of Compton. Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Do you have any idea how many records you're selling? NWA's arrived. You're fucking huge. Damn. 
of our reality. The Rodney King beating was a shocker. Guys like you change shit like this. This is a threat, guys, from the federal government. Speak a little truth and people lose their minds. Performance of the song, F the police, will not be permitted. They try to tell us what the fuck we can't put. This N.W.A. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Straight out of Compton, directed by F. Gary Gray, written by. Every single time I've still seen, loading. Still every single time I've seen his name on the screen, it's Gary Gary. Gary Gary Gray Gary. 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 It's F. Gary Gray. I know, but I just see Gary Gary. Sorry, I don't have the writers because IMDb did not open up fast enough. Ooh, it's like four writers okay. in this thing. Right? There's four or three, and the, and it's a combination ampersand and and, which is never hmm. so a great all sign. All over the place. Uh, oh, Jesus. Well, IMDb doesn't know how to credit it, but we have screenplay by Jonathan Herman and Andrea Burloff and story by S. Lay Savage, and Alan Wenkis, and Andrea Burloff. Okay. All right. Bunch of white people. Uh, you know, two of them don't have pictures, so I don't know. They're white. That's bad well, to assume. How about it. you stop making assumptions? No. Well, That's how the world works, okay? Well, uh, it's directed by a black guy, so there's that. I'll and it's starring... You. A lot of a lot, a lot of, of people of color. Yeah. Now let me World. say this: this movie's not new. Uh, uh-huh. This is a little unusual for us to be reviewing a film that's been out for like three, four weeks. But I think it's. Time. Oh, this is the guy that did Friday. The yes. director. Okay, I got this. Explaining movies to Adam. Explaining <laughs> movies to Adam. <laughs> movies have directors, Adam. Oh, and he did the Italian job. What up? Anyway, uh, but this film uh, was number one in the box office for mm-hmm. a good three weeks until War Room upset it. But uh, we're not going to review War Room, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for darn uh, sure. Maybe a bonus review. Who knows? No. <laughs> Adam's like, nah. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, so I, I felt, you know, we missed it the first week, uh, but, but now we'll come back to it. We'll give it its due. Um, and this is, a, this is a big film. Uh, I think it was unexpectedly big, Yeah, perhaps. It had some really good marketing. Like, I remember... When I first saw a trailer, uh, the person I was with was like, oh, wow, that looks really good. And I agreed with her because, like, I don't know. It, it kind of hit a note. I think we're all around the right age, too, where it's it feels nostalgic for us, even though we weren't. It didn't mean a lot to us at the time because we were all so young. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was practically a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but we kind of understood that meaningful things were happening around us. And all of I this think was kind of I was born, like, two or three days after the Rodney King thing. Right. So, uh, I am but old. I, I don't have. I mean, just just to say, it, I don't have any connection to any of this. I never listened to rap music. I didn't listen to I music didn't start, hardly at all. I didn't. You so. still where'd don't. Where did you music? grow up? Uh, in like around here, in SoCal. And you didn't see anything around here that. I didn't grow and not in Long Beach, like in white. over there, <laughs> suburban. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> suburban. White. Uh, but. But yeah, it's like I think I, I of course I knew like kind of about these things, but I never like cared. I don't know. It was just never anything that I was into. And well, so it didn't what, affect you, huh? 
it didn't affect you. No, but but and I uh, I don't know the the whole thing was that I I went into this film not really knowing the story at all, oh, not cool. knowing the music, yeah, not knowing anything, and uh, you know I came out knowing a lot. I knew the so I knew a lot of the music, and I knew the people. I didn't know the whole story though. So it was it was kind of nice. I knew all these like familiar faces and all these like familiar songs that I really enjoy. Right. And then kind of seeing because I knew the basic story like they they had beef with like Easy E and all yeah. that stuff. I just didn't know everything behind it. Right. And it was kind of interesting seeing all that. So that was nice for me. Yeah. Uh, kind of similar thing with me where it's like I feel like I know the pieces of everything. Yeah. Like, you know I was cognizant of a lot of like I know at the same time too like with with like the gangster rap stuff I knew. <laughs> Quote, that was that t- stuff that like oh I shouldn't be listening to that yeah so I kind of wasn't paying that much attention to it but you know it was hard to get away from like the L A riots and the, and the Rodney King mm-hmm. right 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 so it's, it's everywhere like yeah even as a kid you knew something was really bad going on and so it was interesting to see how all that tied fit into in. it yeah it fit in yeah. I think that it's, and it's th- all connected no realizing that a lot of it's connected yeah no exactly when you brought the trailer by the way I thought that was a great trailer it was fantastic it's a fantastic trailer but I think something hit me when you get to the end of that trailer and it's this bit where it's, I don't even think they knew They actually no, they didn't know what was going to happen a year ago. Right, right, right. And I think what's amazing is that you have a major Hollywood motion picture trailer that ends with fuck the police. Yeah. And there's something, I remember going, that's the epitome of baller. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Like who, who would have the balls to do that except yeah. for a movie about NWA. <laughs> Yeah, and when it comes down to it, like the movie came out at an interesting time where uh, there's a huge amount of uh, of relevance mm-hmm. to what's happening in the movie and what's happening now in our society. So that's like you I, think it's gotten better though, the police mm-hmm. brutality and stuff. Ooh, um, I maybe think not that's the show not, to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I don't think this is the time. <laughs> yeah, that's I will true. say this: I did a little looked up on the date of when the movie was filmed, uh-huh. and I was shocked to find out it was two days before. Uh, Ferguson. Yeah, of course. Wow. It's the week, the same week, and yeah. I I can't imagine they're about ready to film that movie, and they had all these intentions, and then Ferguson happened, and they went, "Okay, crap, we have a bigger responsibility responsibility now, now. Yep. and now we need to tell the story." And I I kind of felt it, yeah, while watching the movie. So, yep. well, yeah, I I think um, that's a big part of the narrative of this film is that uh, look at how things were twenty five, twenty years ago, yeah. and today it's really not that different Mm -hmm. it's like because there's there's a lot of scenes uh well there's at least three or four i guess of scenes of the film where cops just show up and just start searching everyone they just detain every single person of color in the vicinity basically harassment yeah it's it is harassment they're they have they're just standing there and the cops and the cops are are black and white and whatever it doesn't matter it's just that they're cops and they're like our job is to stop you because you look like gang members right and that's like this is you know they're because um, there's that scene in the trailer where they they've stopped him and their manager comes out and he's like you can't do this like this is wrong even though like uh, the manager role changes as the film goes out but it's there at that point where i think they 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 really trust him yeah i think yeah, and that's paul giamatti i love yeah. paul giamatti he's he's so good he's so crazy yeah <laughs> uh but yeah uh, and what's also i think strange about this film is that it's really more sold on the fact of who they're portraying yeah than of who the actual actors are because i don't think I've I don't think I've heard of any almost any of these these actors who are playing, you know, such famous people. You know, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Eazy-E. They're you know they were big, 
and uh, now they're being played by I don't know new newcomers. I guess you could yeah, because you he was actually commenting a couple weeks back of like normally on a, a poster for a movie it says the name of the actor mm-hmm. uh, near the uh, you know whoever's on the poster and it says the names of the actual people yeah on the on the poster for this movie. And I that's, think that's just really sound like um, the commitment to the movie yeah. and their character and, and the what realism. they're trying to portray. Yeah, the realism. Not trying to for. sell actors, they're trying to sell their movie and their yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, even though the um the film the writing credit is for, you know, all different people, it's the it was through the cooperation of the actual people involved that they got this movie made. Yeah, I do right. like how on board uh, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube were because they're really the only ones that can tell the real story. Yeah. I mean, obviously they left some stuff out like Dr. Dre beating up his girlfriend mm-hmm. and I'm sure they didn't want to put that in the movie, but like they're the only ones who could give like, you know, real accounts on what was happening because they're right. the ones there. Yep. Yeah. If somebody else was trying to tell the story, it'd be secondhand and it wouldn't have any uh, credibility. Yeah, it feels it feels like a really good. I mean, it is a biopic, mm-hmm. but it feels like it almost feels like a documentary. It's yeah. just yeah. like a fictionalized documentary. It's just where it's because um, ever it was a very publicized what they were doing. Like yeah. their music, everything was publicized. Uh, the fact that Easy had AIDS, that was publicized. Everything they did was publicized, mm-hmm. and everyone kind of knew the beef was going on between them. But it's good to see it from first their hand, perspective. From their perspective, what was happening, not just yep. what everyone else knows. So, yeah. well, I, I think what's, of, what's also kind of cool about the movie is that like songs like Straight Out Compton and Fuck the Police have gone into such pop culture. Yeah, like we just we just know it as it might have music, lost right. some of its yeah, punch exactly because if. Because I've heard "fuck the police" a ton of times. I've heard that, and it never really like resonated. Yeah. But when I saw it in the movie and in the context and how it was happening mm-hmm. right then and there, and what the songs like, why they wrote yeah, it, why they in wrote the first it, place? Mm-hmm. yeah. So it just hits a lot harder that song now that I have the context and their side of the story. Exactly. And, and now it applies to like stuff that's happening now. Yeah. Like you realize that the reason they wrote the song, like those reasons, still exist. Well, no, it's no exactly. That's that's what I really liked about. About these, about this movie and its existence, with reminding these people at the songs. Like I was just rewatching the trailer to take me home tonight for some good reason. Oh no! And there's a bit where they sing "Straight Outta Compton," and it's Topher Grace and Dan Fogel, two very white dudes, like saying "cool" because we stole a car. And I'm like, "Huh, this was funny two years ago." <laughs> but it's not funny. It's anymore. not funny anymore because I was reminded what the song meant. I there's so many fucking viners who keep using "fuck the police" to do uh-huh. like. I'm doing lame crimes. Like I, I drove over. I drove. I drove by a stop sign. Mm-hmm. Fuck the police. Like no. <laughs> like that takes well, everything away. Like you said, Adam. Like, so like, there's a, there's, everything away. There's a memification of things that is yeah. really terrible, because the you know the app, when this movie was coming out, the part of the you know I think. I think it was just that wasn't there an app that you can get where you could put straight out of wherever like yeah you know, which I did I did I mean sure but yes exactly it did but yeah it's and like then, that that's not what it means like it means something like once you watch the film you're like oh yeah that actually meant something mm-hmm. like it's so weird that yeah. we live in a where we you know there's like a we're gonna take this and make it kind of know. self-advertising in yeah. a way but like an interesting thing to think about though is we all talk about how we were children when all this stuff was happening like there's a huge there's a generation of people who don't know this story at all. Right. Who don't understand it, who, and I'm sure a lot of the people who you're seeing online making jokes out of these songs and stuff like that don't realize that, like, 
I don't know. You look a lot of, at a lot of music today, and it's all just filler. They're, they're not songs written with any type of message. They're they're they don't mean designed. Anything. They're designed to be pop songs, or they're designed to elicit elicit something and to sell records. And then you realize that like the music that people are singing, that they're they're parroting, uh, like no these these were messages. These yeah. were not written to be enjoyable for you. This was not. This was to reflect, like they were called reality raps. Like, yeah. This is a reflection of what people actually experience. They're not funny. They're not fun. This was a hard time, and the hard time still exists, even if you're not in the middle of it. And honestly, any any music made now that has any kind of real meaning or reflection on society, it kind of just gets swept under the rug. Yeah, yeah, which is sad. Yeah, I want I want to talk about this film narratively. Okay, uh, the story is very focused on the the forming of NWA. And then what happens uh, with each of those people as as their lives go on. Uh, and uh, narratively, though, I thought it was really interesting that it actually just mostly focused on three three people in their stories. Right. It was Ice Cube, Dr. Dre and Eazy-E. They were they were the real focuses. There were the other the others came and went mm. like, you mm. know, at one point, like Suge Knight is a character, but it's not like we follow his inter- interior life. We're yeah. following, like, you know... The way the, he's intertwining with the other characters. Yeah, we're yeah. seeing that. Like, Dr. Dre, we care about his family life. We care about yeah, yeah his his brother, his mother. We care about Ice Cube. He has a family that he's trying to... You know, Easy e he's trying to figure out his professional life and his personal life. Like, okay. that's... Those are all... Um, I thought it was very good. Like, I was like, oh, this is actually... This really works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know, a lot of times I think, like, oh, you're telling a real story. It's like, it's hard to... Make, get get all a, the sides of it. Yeah, to make a to and to just to make a real story like feel like a movie because it's always like, oh, how are you going to start it? How are you going to end it? This is very well done with like the beginning and the end is the actual beginning and the end of something. Can we talk about that first scene or should we wait till the discussion? What we can talk about the first the scene. opening scene. Yeah, I mean it it shows Easy showing up to do a drug deal mm-hmm. and just like we get smacked in the face with the reality of what life is like in Compton, right? Because a freaking APC shows up and busts a door, a it, wall it, down. You're, you're, for those, two, it looks like a tank. Yeah. It's basically a tank. Yeah, and in the news, we've seen a lot of tanks mm-hmm. interacting with civilians. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is something we see that image, and that's it's just crazy to me that I saw that coming down the street and I wasn't shocked to see it. Mm-hmm. Like that says something about like what I'm used to. In our country, yeah, the militarization right. of the police, right? Yeah, and that's that's one of the focal points of what they're talking about in the film is that we're seeing these strange militaristic tactics of the police. And yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned that it felt like a documentary because at times they did use real footage of like right? news broadcasts, and there's there's one kind of montage of news broadcasts where you hear the actual like these are actual news anchors and they're talking about the the militarization of the police, the the way that they're handling the riots and the way that all that's going on, and I'm like, wow, that they were talking about that all the way back then. And it's just gotten worse. Worse? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, but the, yeah, that scene just smacks you in the face. It, it definitely gives you a preview of what you're going to be experiencing in the film. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I really liked about the, the flick is creating, trying to make scenes of guys, people being artists, is very tricky. Yeah. Sometimes it feels very fake. Um, the thing that I liked about them building the album, making the album. Yeah, it, it felt, felt like you real. were watching the creative process. Exactly. That was really cool. Um, actually, one of my favorite bits, too, is that it's funny. In the way the trailer cut the uh, Easy es first time doing Boys in the Hood, <laughs> yeah. it oh. made it seem like, oh, he just nailed it in one take. What I In the trailer. In the trailer. Did, yeah. And not to go into details too much, but I like that it shows up like it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. That like, they, 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 he had to learn. Yeah. 
and that's kind of cool. And yeah, yeah, no, and the more they build on, and they, it's shot so well. Oh. Uh, it's like I think the cinematographer is uh, Matthew Libertaki. I think he did Iron Man. He's done a lot of Aronofsky movies. Um, it just it's all just really visually dynamic and yeah. exciting. I There's think always interesting stuff happening in the frame. This, this mm-hmm. isn't narrative wise, but I think one of my favorite parts is like you always hear like Dre is doing the beats, and I kind of like hearing him make the beats. But they're just a smidge off from like yeah. the finished product. You, yeah. you know, it's you like, can yeah. tell he's not there. You're almost there. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like at the end with Snoop Dogg when he's trying to do that piano bit, I was like, it's like that sounds familiar. It's like, oh, he's almost no, no, there. I, I think I know this. And, and, and you, you can see the look on his face, and he's like, oh no, it's not right yet. You're like, like, oh, you're so close, Dre. You're so close. I did the same thing. I was like, you and then he hits it. I was like, yes, you got it, man. You got it. It's really good. But yeah, it is really cool to see the the creative process, and but part of that is seeing them uh, in their environments and yeah. how they seeing interact the with each other in. and the way they play off of each other in yeah. those environments. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I did like since they were telling the story of three people mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning, they're all together and they're able to tell. I don't I don't want to say they like they uh, kind of branch. You, uh, they obviously all branched off, mm-hmm. but when they're all together, it's easy to all tell their same same story because they're all there together, so it's easy to tell the story. Yeah. But when they break away from each other, they're, they tell separate stories, but they're still so intertwined with each other, yeah. it doesn't feel like a different movie. Yeah, yeah, you feel like you're just getting different viewpoints of the same, like the business they're in, yeah. Even though they're society's apart, being affected. They're still connected by the supporting characters like Suge Knight yeah. or um, uh, Paul Giamatti's character or mm-hmm. you know like Lorenzo or one of the other guys. They're still connected yep. through supporting characters. And they're still able to communicate, well, but they're still separated. I think even even beyond that, just just um, the world that they live in. Like at times, you'll see one of the other rappers driving up to somewhere, and he's listening to another rapper, like another yeah. rapper's song. It does yeah. an amazing thing. Like the editing of the film is fantastic because mm-hmm. that happens a lot, mm-hmm. where someone's recording a song, and then you see the next person that we're gonna follow listening for a while to listening to that song. Yeah, it's a good transition. It's awesome. So it feels real smooth and natural. Like, oh, I'm still. So they don't like because people like these songs. So you don't. You're not just cutting a song short. You get to listen to it for a little. And bit, And that's too. one of the pet peeves I have with with filmmaking in general is hard stops to a scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's just like. No, the scene ends and another one starts and like sometimes the music doesn't even fade into the other scene. It's just these weird hard cuts mm-hmm. and this film never does that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always intertwining. And if it does do it, something. it does it for a reason. Yeah. Yes, it's to shock you. It's yeah. it's like that, that beginning scene. It just has it. It shows Easy running away and it just hits you, you in it. the face with that title screen and yeah. it's awesome. Uh, yeah, and and we're talking about how smooth the film flows, and that's really impressive. It's for, two and a half it's hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah. It, two hours, it didn't minutes. feel like two yeah. and a half hours. It feels less than like an yeah. hour and a half movie. It's I, incredible. I will say there was a point somewhere in I don't even know if it was the middle or the beginning middle where I felt like it started to slow down and then it picked right back up. Yeah, there I was, didn't. I never felt a lull at all for uh, me. There's there's certain story beats I guess that I just feel like okay I get it let's move on to the next one but it 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 was always coming up with something where I was like oh I didn't know that like oh these characters are interacting in a way that is human and not like but one I note. thought I thought it was great because you have like these moments where like I was laughing at some parts obviously because yeah. some of the parts because they would joke with each other and it was funny but then the next scene they would just smack you in the face with like hard reality of like what their actual situation was yeah. and I thought it I like when movies do that like they give you a little laughter they give you you know something to enjoy and then they'll hit you with something like real. Yeah. It's, if I can go to like one criticism though. Yes. For me personally. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I love act one and two. Yes. Like like you have no idea. I love act one and two. And then somehow by act three, I still enjoyed it. I still liked it. But I, it felt like act one and two felt like a really great story of NWA. Act mm-hmm. three felt like the checklist of everything else they've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
What would you say? Uh, I mean, we don't want to do like any big spoiler until what, later. Yeah. What What would you say is the beginning of Act Three or the end of Act Two? Um, for me, the moment when uh, Cube left. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that point. And it's not like I didn't like what I was watching. Mm-hmm. I, I still really was engaged in everything. But that's why I kind of felt like the f- the harsh focus of Act One and Two separated to tell their the rest of their lives, which I had no problem with. But I felt like. There was an energy and propulsion to the first act. Where they're kind of like, I think they skimmed over a lot too in Act yeah. Three, like all yeah. all of like um, Dr. Dre's success with the Chronic album or mm-hmm. um, Ice Cube's success with um, what was it, uh, America's Most Wanted. They kind of right. just glazed over that a little bit right. to get to the story of like Easy E right. at the end, and they kind of just glazed over um, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube's individual stories i felt well, i don't right. think we got enough info about that and I, I think because of that it it does feel like act three meanders a tiny bit mm-hmm. because there's not as much of a focus as <coughs> Act one and two that being said i mean everything's still really enjoyable yeah and i still really like watching yeah it. i felt like the reason why that was is because uh there's a literal climb in what's happening in the movie yeah and then from that point on we have easy E's actual uh, career and financial uh drop mm-hmm. while everyone else is still climbing his his business and what he's doing is going worse and worse and worse. Right. And that's why it feels like it's slowing down. That's why it feels like the tone is different. Because we're actually, instead of watching everybody rise, we are now watching one of them fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I understand that it's not as enjoyable, I actually feel like it's not supposed to be. Well, you know saying, what I mean? I'm like not, yeah, The focus sure. actually changes. And it does gloss over them because we need to see uh, like how desperate and how different his experience is to everyone else's. How them branching out and doing their own thing is what actually saved them and mm. business-wise made sense for them and why they became successful right. and why his adherence and his trust in one person actually ended up being the downfall. And I don't want to get into that so, more because I want to save that for the discussion. I'll say that I I, just, I completely understand that. I, yeah. I'm with you on that point. Uh, but for me, narratively, how it's structured... Um, it's not it like stops. I, it stops jumping. It starts earlier in the film. Yeah. It jumps between characters more. It yeah. stays with Easy E way more in the third. Right, and act. I think for me, it's like narratively and way it's structured by the third act. Um, it doesn't feel as fulfilling, and that's because yeah. I want them to be happy. And that's yeah, not yeah. the case. Uh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it doesn't feel as like I keep saying focus. It doesn't feel as focused as the acts one and right. two. And I would, and I would have minded if you kept that same story. Right, right. Just to, somehow, some way. I, I think I have a reason why that is, mm-hmm. but it, we're gonna have to save for the discussion. Later. All right. Now, um, I, I do want to mention, according to IMDb trivia, the original cut of the film was three hours and thirty minutes. Oh. Do you feel like in that cut, you you would either like the third act more, or they'd give more? Because like, yeah, I, I bet it would switch around of, more. Yeah. I feel like in that, if if it's that long, I feel like that should be two movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that should be two. Because we movies. could have the NWA story, and then after the NWA story, I would say yeah. cut it that way. That would be that a would cut. Don't yeah, make yeah, two yeah. movies though. Hmm. Just keep it one. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's Adam why, that's pay why two they tickets. cut the hour. Right? Well, yeah. With the success of this film, there's been rumors that they're gonna tell like Tupac more. and Snoop. Yeah, they're gonna continue. That, I'd like to see with that. Who, who they introduced and set up in the Tupac came after all NWA stuff. He's a little bit younger. Yep. Uh, but they've there there've been other movies that have told parts of those stories in other different ways. So we'll we'll see if that comes to fruition. It's funny too because I remember I was remembering I watched Notorious when it came mm-hmm. out and Tupac's in that one as well, right. played by Anthony Mackie. Oh, and so I had this weird I watch Notorious. Um, it's, it's okay. It's not great. It's all right. uh, I love Anthony Mackie. No, he's he's great. But it's that thing where it's like that weird. I just seen I realized I've seen three people play Tupac in my life. Ah. it's Anthony Mackie, the guy who they got, or the two guys who they got here. For, for NWA and then um, of all things the MC Hammer VH1 TV movie 
Okay. <laughs> Some other wow. guy. Yeah. Wow. I've seen a lot of guys play Tupac in my That's life. interesting. <laughs> but uh, uh, but I think I think we've reached the point where any more discussion we'll have to save for the discussion. Uh, yeah, I do. I wanted to wrap us up with, uh, do, you, do you think people should go see this movie? Do you think yes. this movie is worthwhile? Yes, I think this definitely. is, besides the fact that it is a great film in many, many ways, um, it's important for our times. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people who weren't alive during this time or were too young to understand it or or to or to even to kind of get in context of what's happening in our country right now like this is an important film and it's a story that you need to know um because it, it'll give uh more relevance to what's happening so i think everybody should see it i agree, I agree. and that's the reason why it's been doing so well is yeah. that like everyone's people who were around the time are remembering it people who don't know about it are are seeing it for the first time and it's so well put together yeah. that like it's it's also enjoyment. It's also entertaining as hell. But at the same time, yeah, it's it's smacking with some real stuff. Much like of all things, much like the actual album. Yeah. <laughs> much like Street Out Comp, it's actually doing the same thing. The movie's doing the exact same thing. Right. So it's, right. It's really exciting. Yeah. Yep. Definitely say it. Adam, get off your phone, Adam. <laughs> oh hell yeah, I see it. This movie's great. I love this movie. Yeah, I think uh, coming from where I came from, where I don't I don't know anything about the I didn't know a lot about the backstory. I didn't know anything about the music. Uh, even though it doesn't like take a lot of time to say like, oh, and this is what this album is, and this is what it did. Like, there's never a line where he's like, yeah, my number one hit album, whatever, whatever. You know, I made whatever. Like, they just keep moving, they yeah. keep it going, and it doesn't ever stop to to explain to you really what's happening. But I still understood everything, and I really loved it. Like, I thought, oh yeah, this is a very this is a very good story, and this is important. Mm-hmm. This is something that you know I think is still very relevant. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Go see right. it. We all say go see it. Uh, if you stick around to the end of the show, then you'll be able to hear our discussion. Let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. <laughs> what are you, a cat? Yeah, Adam just knocked over my water bottle. Oh, Thanks, no Adam. Reason. Thanks. It just reminded me of that raptor video. You guys all seen that? What it'd be like having a raptor as a pet? No. It's basically just a big cat. <laughs> a raptor walks in and the guy's like, what's up? What's wrong? And he just he just like the raptor noise. Yeah. And then he walks over to his cereal that's sitting on the counter and he's like, Don't do it. <laughs> and the raptor just slides a little, Don't do it. <laughs> and the raptor goes and just knocks it off the counter. And the guy's like, son of a <laughs> And the raptor does a raptor noise and then just walks out of the kitchen. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that. You're Thank welcome. You. Here's what's new. Everyone in go watch that video, it's funny. This weekend. Uh after after I read these, I'll, I'll want to see if Justin has heard of all these. Just <laughs> this will be a fun game. <laughs> uh, uh dude, <laughs> new theaters, we have The Visit, The Perfect Guy, 90 Minutes in Heaven, Wolf Totem, and Sleeping with Other People. Now, Justin, you write the uh what's coming out. Looking ahead. Or, on, looking ahead. On Way to go. Start. You don't even pay attention. I knew what it was. It's all right. Looking ahead. Are all these in your looking ahead? Have you even written it yet? I uh, actually haven't written this week's looking ahead. <laughs> I will tell you off the top. Off the top of my head, uh-huh. um, yes, I know about the visit. Mm-hmm. I I do know about sleeping with other people. Mm-hmm. I have never heard of the perfect. Oh wait, oh I have seen. We talked. No, I've seen the trailer to the perfect guy, and it's fucking weird and amazing at the same time. <laughs> um, never seen. Never heard of Ninety Minutes in Heaven or Wolf Totem. Though I think I've actually recognized the director's name. I've seen a poster for Wolf Totem. Did you? Oddly enough, <laughs> and I was like, well, that's weird. What is uh, it? Well, we're going to get to that when we get to guess Don't the ending. Yell. But right now, hey, let's let's give out some that. thanks. Yeah, stop rubbing on the mic. I'm sorry. I can hear that. You're so Time fidgety. I, I need to get you one of those balls, those stress reliever balls. I know. Uh, let's go out some thanks. 
uh, starting with uh, a silent partner who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout, which I got from the YouTube audio library. It's a free audio library for people who use YouTube or other things because it's free and stuff. Yay. Uh, uh, I want to give thanks to someone who's at the table. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Uh, He's here. Justin Kizan. He did our logo. Yay. Tell Yay. us about yourself, Justin. Hi, I'm Justin. I drew the logo. I ride on Ages of Guard. I'm in a cooking thing. <laughs> Yay. Are you doing that consistently now? The cooking thing? Yeah. Or? Well, I just cook in general. Oh. I just, in life. Just like, I'm just, in life, I cook. Okay, to really clarify, I appeared in a TV show called Eat Your Words that premiered <laughs> this week, and I'm in this week's episode. So, I'm just in the one. Just in the one. That's it. That's all you need, man. But they're going to give you your own show, right? Uh... <laughs> Waiting on it. Cooking yeah. with Kizong. <laughs> Waiting on it. Explaining cooking to Adam. This is a knife. <laughs> don't touch it. Don't touch it. At <laughs> don't that's, don't that's even look at everything. It. This, is, this no, is a spoon. You, don't touch it. Because he's, so, so, because he's so fidgety, you turn around to like get the next thing, and you just see him in the background flipping the knife everywhere. <laughs> Adam, no. No, 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 Adam. no, Adam. No, don't do it. And then the knife drops, and you hear a cat go, <laughs> Damn it, Adam. Where's Agents of Guard? www.agentsofguard.com. I also co-host another Benview show called Benview and Spielberg with some dude named Benson. Mm. I hate that guy. We just did I've an episode. Heard of him. We just did the episode, a bonus episode for uh, Super Eight because mm. it's Spielberg nice. produced and heavily Spielberg influenced. Yeah, mm. I did like that movie. It's a good movie. Speaking of Matt it's Benson. I do another podcast with him. God, he gets everywhere. Called Shut Up Such Leonard. He's around. We talk about community on that Dirty. show, so go listen to that show. Nobody shut watches community. You're shut the fuck up, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's done now. It's over. Until the movie. So <laughs> go check that out. Uh, also check out uh, a little uh, podcast called Pick Your Path. It's a Choose Your Adventure style enhanced podcast where you, the listener, get to make choices in the story as you listen. It's uh, it's super cool, super fancy, and you can find it at benvnetwork.com slash PYP. Uh, it's on Twitter at PickYourPod. Uh, go check it out. The uh, Yeah, five episodes we've got out so far. The sixth episode will be the last for the first season because it takes a lot of writing to make this show. And you're busy. And we are busy people. I- I've seen the, the charts mm-hmm. that Matt has shown me mm-hmm. on one of the episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That is, that there's is a, lot of, a lot of pathways. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on there. It's good stuff. You should folks listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, if you don't want to make choices uh, between the episodes, we put out uh, like what we call half episodes where we just we, we give a whole path. We just give a whole storyline. You don't even have to make any choices. You just go listen. So go check that out. Pick your path. Uh, if Tom was here, uh, he'd tell you about his website, optograb.org. And he sometimes writes for weedwave.com. And he writes short stories for Amazon and Smashwords. Jordan. I do a little bit of streaming on Twitch for our website Gamers All Weekly. Um, this Saturday, I'll be playing more Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. Uh, it's super duper fun. Uh, I've got a little puppy now. I've got a horse that has wicked horse armor with like a ceramic helmet so he won't get shot Whoa. in the face. Yes, yeah, he looks really cool. <laughs> um, and uh, it's really, really fun. I There was an amazing moment in the last stream where. Um, one of the side objectives was to eliminate the commander of this base from over 100 meters away. And I knew he was inside of a building, but Mm. I didn't know where. And I was uh, Batmaning the shit out of this base. (laughs) As in, I was the monster in the horror movie that was slowly picking off all of the people working in this base. Mm -hmm. And everyone was disappearing. 
And I'm like, where is this guy? So I, I creep up to the side of the base and I see him through a window. Uh-huh. And he's not moving. So I see where the window is and I turn around and just run in the other direction. <laughs> and I watch because I tagged him so it keeps him on the map. I'm watching the meters go up and up and up and it hits 100 and I realize I'm on the side of a hill. So I take out a sniper rifle. And let's just say I, I successfully completed that mission. <laughs> Everyone was freaking out looking for me. Mm-hmm. I got on my horse and I rode away. And I got on a helicopter and used my chain gun to do a little bit more havoc on the on the base as I flew away. But it was uh, it was a special moment and that's a special game. And you should definitely come back on Saturday. I'm gonna be streaming from what is it? Six PM, I think. I'm usually always there on Saturdays, so come by, even if it's a different game. Uh, but you know what? I'm not the only one that does that. Someone else here does something. Also, by the way, if you go to Cal State Long Beach, uh, I have an article oh, yeah. coming out in the newspaper. You should read that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, I, the Long Beach uh, Union Weekly. Definitely, that one. Uh, it's pretty great. I'm the entertainment editor. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew does some stuff there, and uh, he invited me. He was so gracious. He said, hey, uh, you saw that Jurassic World movie. Why don't you write a review? And I stayed up late one night and in a delirious state wrote a whole bunch of words. And uh, they're, in, they're in the newspaper now. I will say, yeah, some of them were literally delirious because I took out little segments where you talk to yourself. Yeah. You're like, you're like, you're like what do you think, Jordan? Oh, well, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I got to cut that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I sent it to him and I was like, I actually said these words. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. I'm sorry. Uh... Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Um, but yeah, I'm not the only one who streams. I stream. <gasps> uh, I stream on my own channel, but I also just recently started streaming with Gamer Assault Weekly as oh, well. What? I stream on Mondays. Nice. Monday evenings from 6 to 8. Um, this Monday, which... <laughs> Pound it. That's oh, good. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, good. He's yeah, like, sorry. you're showing me your hand. Uh, I do a lot of League of Legends, but... Tonight, I'm doing, uh, well, obviously, it's not tonight, because you guys aren't going to hear it, but... Uh, it'll be yesterday. It'll be yesterday. Uh, and, sh- and they'll be archived on the site, they so will we'll be, be able to come I'll watch it. I'll be playing uh, Chivalry, Medieval Warfare, so if you want to see some people get their heads cut off. It's like a battlefield simulator, and everyone uses medieval Swords. weaponry. It's uh, pretty amazing. And so. I'll, I'll try and join you tonight. Yeah, and uh, I also stream on my own channel every now and then, uh, whenever I'm feeling like it. I don't really have a schedule, but uh, I do post on Twitter... Before I go live, but at least half an hour before, so you can check that out. Uh, Andrew will put my Twitter sure. into the, In the show notes. What's your name? It's uh, called God Fauntleroy because I needed something that wasn't taken. <laughs> so nice. I put that's God a, Fauntleroy. That's on YouTube or? It's tw- on Twitch. It's on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash God Fauntleroy. You can check it out. Nice. And we'll have some good times. If you're in chat, I will talk to you all night and it'll be beautiful, baby. Because yeah. I love you. I always, when I show up, I'm like, hey. And he's like, oh, it's Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. He <laughs> <laughs> just starts going off. And I'm like, I got to walk away from the computer. It's my friend. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's a friend. Uh, but yeah, you should go check all those great things out. Um, There's so much content. I so mean, much content. so much. Why don't we, we'll go around. We'll say our Twitter. We'll say our Twitter. I'm at Podcaster Andrew. I'm at TrueValk. I'm at Justin Kizon. So hard J-U-S-T-I-N. Q U I Z O N. I think I think cooking with Q's on is a good name for a show. That'll be my just saying. That'll be my second. I am at God Fauntleroy. That's G O D. God, F A U N T, Leroy L E R O Y. Nice. All right then. 
Uh, and you should go check out all the great podcasts on the Benview Network. That's BenviewNetwork.com. Uh, it includes the aforementioned Benview on Spielberg, Shut Up Leonard. Uh, Pick Your Path also includes Popsicles. Uh, uh, the if, if you ask them to bring it back, they'll bring back Matt and Brenda's wrestling show, I'm sure. Uh, Vincent's Boombox. Vincent's yeah, Boombox. Tell him, tell him to do another episode. Maybe he'll do it. I don't know. Basically, anything you care about, there's a show on the Ben U Network that will make you happy. Yeah, we're working on it. And uh, you can also check out our personal website, nevpodcast.com, or uh, email us, nevpodcast.gmail.com, and on Twitter, at nevpodcast. So now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Except we have to. We you'll, have to You'll guess never how guess ends. how it ends, but we have to. Yeah. This is our job, ladies and gentlemen. So we're just going to go around. We're going to, each of us has picked a new releasing film. So, so a little bit of uh, inside baseball for the people at home. We actually all put on uh, hats and we, we take an envelope and we put it up to our head, Johnny Carson style, and then we guess the endings. That's how I'm doing it. What's in the envelope? Uh, the I, the I, movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I know. Hold up. <laughs> yep. We're going to tell you. Uh, and up first is Justin. Mm. You got it. Tell us what you're, what you're guessing. I'm and how guessing. you're guessing it. Read all those words. I, <laughs> those are the words in front of you. Read it. I'm guessing The Visit, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Ding dong. Oh, I'm glad you did it because I was about to. Boom. <laughs> Shyamalan. Die Shyamalan. I how, how to spell it. <laughs> Shyamalan. All right. Direct, starring Olivia DeJong and Ed Oxenbold. Deanna Dugan and Peter McRobbie. A single mother, a single mother finds that Adam. <laughs> what is going on with Adam? <laughs> a single mother finds that things in her family's life go very wrong after her two young children visit their grandparents. I also want to point out that the film is uh, M Night's first foray into found footage. Well, is it found footage? A blue is it? It's a Bloomhouse. Yeah. Correct. It is a POV film. That's like a requirement if it's a Bloomhouse film. It's it like 90%. Be, yeah. A good amount of them. Like, like Sinister, Sinister is not a, a found footage film. Oh, really? Well, there's footage found, ah. but it's not the film. Because I've <laughs> so. seen two Bloomhouse productions this year. It's not the way we watched found the footage. film. It is a, a majority of Bloomhouse. One of them is a weird... It was Unfriended. I saw Unfriended. Mm-hmm. That was not really found footage, but it was all told from a computer perspective. Right. Which is weird. Right. Um, and then... Area 51, you hear about that one? No. It's the, the director of uh, Paranormal Activities, second feature film. Mm. It's the same fucking movie, but with aliens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I'm talking about the, the visit. M. Night Shamalamalamala. New movie. Okay, so single mother, kids are hanging out with the grandparents. And the way the trailer is cut, it's making it to look like it's very like sinister things are going on. Got some kids, you should go into the oven to clean it. Like way in the back type stuff in the trailer. So we actually find out the big finale at the end of the movie. Kids are running. Kids are running away from their grandparents. Starting to look kind of like uh, people under stairs, freakiness. Uh, until they yell cut. <laughs> and then we get away from the POV camera. And then we see the mom holding another HD camera. This time kind of like a 5D. And it's like, Guys, that was great. I'm glad we made a horror film. Yeah, let's all have dinner. And they had, they went to a uh, Denny's, the good one, not the bad one. And, you know, uh, it was like Grandpa ordered, I think, the, <laughs> the Slam Burger. 
Um, you know, talked about their day. If anyone's going to watch the movie, are they going to go put it at Sundance? Maybe. They haven't thought about it yet. Um, M. Night shows up. He's the waiter. Oh, my God. And um, it's a really... He, he does cool, that. He does that. Yeah, he shows up. Well, but that that's when they find out the waiter is the most important part. Like he's, Oh, he is the most important yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. Well, he's the guy who gives them the title of their film. Ah. Thanks for the visit. Yeah. To Denny's. There you go. That's how the movie ends. That's so meta. So meta. But it's, what a twist. What a twist. <laughs> what do you got for us, Adam? Oh, oh my. It's my turn. I got this. I am doing a little movie called The Perfect Guy, directed by David M. Rosenthal, starring Sana Lathan, Lathan Michael Ely, Morris Chestnut, and Rutina Wesley. God, I butchered every single one yeah, of those I want names. You to go through and give each of them a different pronunciation now. <laughs> Sanaa Luthen, hmm. Michael Eiley, Maurice. <laughs> She's. N- <laughs> that was bad. I can't mispronounce Chestnut. That was the only one I got right. And Rudina Wesley. I'm sorry to these actors <laughs> and their families. All right. After breaking up with her boyfriend, a professional woman gets involved with a man who seems almost too good to be true. Okay, this um, okay, this description, because I've seen the trailer, this description makes uh, the new guy seem a lot more sinister than they did in the, in the trailer. So, <clears throat> here we go. She, uh, you know, she has her boyfriend, right? And they, uh... And then everything's going good, everything's going great, and they end up breaking up for a reason. Reasons we find out, okay? You will find out. And so she meets a, a new man, a dashing young lad who, uh, who's strong, smart, funny, successful. You know, he's just he seems like the perfect guy, you know? And uh, so, but what they don't know lurking in the shadows is the ex-boyfriend. He has gone insane right he's gone crazy so he's stalking them he's um you know he's um what's he what he's like you know touching bathroom doors like in the trailer and stuff so he's going crazy right he's hiding under the bed all right you think he's gonna murder them but at the end you know what he finds out he was actually trying to save her the whole time it's like that old horror story where the guy is flashing the lights at the girl in the car to save her from the serial killer in the back of the car He's doing that too. He's trying to save her from this guy because he knows that he crazy, okay? And I think I'm actually right this time. I think I actually finally got one right. That's a good. That's a I good. think I'm actually right. Like he's actually trying to save her, but he can't go um, straight to her, straight to the police, because all she thinks is that he's um, like the psychotic ex-boyfriend who's following him. So he's got no credibility. So he has to wait for him to act to to stop it. And then I think that's what at the end they have a final showdown and he stops it and they get back together and they're lovely. And he's he's forgiven for his past mistakes. And that's how this movie's going to end. And I actually think that this is how that's this movie's going like to go, that. actually. I, I'm so. actually pretty confident you're yeah. going to be uh, yeah. uh, on point so on this one. please let me know because I'm not going to go watch it. But let me know. Email so me. So now it is the turn of Jordan. Oh, Hello. Oh, 90 Minutes in Heaven, uh, directed by Michael Polish, 
starring Kate Bosworth, Hayden Christensen, uh, Hudson Meek, and Bobby Bastian. A man involved in a horrific car crash is pronounced dead only to come back uh, to life in an hour, hour and a half later, claiming to have seen heaven. Um, this is actually the reincarnation of uh, Darth Vader, and um, he ends up uh, making his own lightsaber using custom parts and just cuts a swath through this uh, New England town where he wakes up. Um, the New England town. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, basically uh, the descendants, his descendants show up because as we all know, Star Wars is uh, a galaxy far, far away, but it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not actually the future, it's the past. So um, uh, um, the Skywalker descendants show up and uh, have to put him down mm. because he's he's like this mad reincarnation of their great great ancestor, and uh, it's pretty crazy. That Did, sounds really crazy. Uh, were any younglings hurt? During uh, luckily, no, because there's no Jedi's yet. All right, but 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 his him showing up uh, kind of has this ripple effect where people start realizing that all of their uh, supposed you know fake. Um, hypnosis and all these other like things that we kind of make fun of now you know terror reading all that stuff is actually a connection to the force and his metachlorines wake up our uh our latent abilities and by the time the skywalkers put him down um they establish a jedi school on earth this sounds like eu stuff but i thought they discontinued all the eu stuff <laughs> yeah no uh, oh, this, is, this, this one this one flew under the radar all right if you will i like it yeah. <laughs> uh all right i will be guessing a film called Wolf Totem, directed by Jean-Jacques Arnaud, starring Xiao Fang Fang, Shando, Ankanem Ragcha, and Yin Zhusheng. During China's cultural revolution, a young urban student is sent to live with Mongolian herders, where he adopts a wolf cub. Ooh. <laughs> uh... So yeah, so he he's young and he's urban. He just saw straight out of Compton. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I guess I have to live with Mongolian herders, whatever. Oh my god, they're so are they boring. nerf herders? Uh, no, and uh, they're like, ah, these people are so boring. And then they're like, oh, while you're while you're out there, uh, you know, can you take care of that wolf problem? <laughs> and so he goes. He's like, what am I supposed you to nerf kill her. the wolf? So he's 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 ready to defend himself, but then it's a, a he finds that the wolf died and left a cub, and then he's like, "I will raise this wolf cub. Oh. This will be fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> this will be fucking amazing." And so he brings it back, and he's nurturing it. He tre- you know he treats it just like a dog. Yeah. And uh, so then Except it's way cooler. Yeah. So he trains it, you know, to kill, to hunt, to you know, to help him herd. Uh, and then finally, it's it's time for him to go back home. And he's like, I don't I don't want to go back to to my urban lifestyle. I want to I want to go out on my own into the wilderness. And so he does. And uh, and he he. Um, well, I mean, it's really sad because the the wolf actually dies. Of course. Uh, but he the does have he has the wolf totem. He has a, a a shaman gave him a necklace with a wolf. Or totem. the wolf has a baby at the end and then dies. So he has a little. Pump. But there's no other well, wolf to spoil that after the credits. <laughs> the after the credits. <laughs> yeah, but totally. Yeah. Yeah, so that's there totally could, what happened. Be a sequel. Yeah. Wolf totem. Wolf <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was a high five. I go, okay. okay. I'll take it. I like what. I'm not giving you a high five. That was great. That was so good. Yep, that's it. That's exactly how the film goes. All right, so now we can end the guessing. And that means it's time to end the show. Oh my goodness! It's 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 come it's come around, uh, but do remember uh, that if you stick around after this, uh, you know the little credits or whatever you want to call it right now, uh, we do have our discussion. Right. I think it's a very good discussion. I think we get into a lot of stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah. So until next week, uh, this is an episode two forty one of Nerds I View. Hold on, are we reviewing anything next week? I mean, yeah, I just don't know. Just not what? Figure it out. Well, stay tuned. Yeah, put it on Twitter. Cool. Uh, so this has been episode 241 of Nerds Eye View. I'm Andrew. I'm Adam. I'm Justin. I'm Jordan. And remember, be wary of suited dudes who want to open all the doors for you. I thought I started recording. This is gold. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jordan's like, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I'm done, man. <laughs> Fucking over this. Don't leave, Jordan. You guys have been ranting for like 30 I know, I minutes. I honestly thought I was recording. So. That was a real, that was a real big boo-boo. What the hell's the matter with you, man? That's a real. Well, at least my sad moment is on, is on tape. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Discussion. Discussion. So the reason why uh, you may not like that third act as much mm. is because everything I've read, there's more uh, fictionalizing mm. of what's happening. And like up to that point, everything is so publicized. Yeah. Like they, in the first two acts, they have a lot more interstitial, like until after Easy passes away, there's not really a lot of like actual video that they're taking documentary style Mm -hmm. a lot of what we're seeing from that point on is more of what dr dre and um ice cube said happened okay not as much of like oh no this is right because all these people collaborate it like this is this is this is oh this is what we think happened okay that makes sense that makes probably the reason why it's, it's as unfocused. Because it's more, f- it, you know, because it's not a straight-up documentary. It is a biopic, and there are fictional parts, like that we talked about how everything, Dr. Dre's, uh, you know, yes. abuse uh, is cut out of the film entirely. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that from a creative point of view, wanting to make it more about what the group was doing and how it affected the world and, and how it helped to create a social change. Yeah. But, like... There's fictionalizing. There's a lot yeah. of fictionalizing in the film, and the majority of it comes in the third act. And, and you know, because of the fact these guys are involved, yeah. there's always that weird part of my brain where I'm like, that's interesting that you, and got, a producer of the film, has decided I'm not going to address that part. And, and, there's, and there might be things that they did that they don't want to talk about. Things yep. that, yeah. like, obviously, Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. they left something very important out of the movie where he beat his girlfriend, yeah, and they didn't up. put that in the movie. They yeah, painted yeah. him as, like, the saint of the movie they a little bit. They did put in the girlfriend, though. They did put her it in. Oh, weird. <laughs> but they painted him as, like, the saint of the movie because, like, you know, at the end, in the when they're in, when he, uh, like, with that guy with no clothes on and he was, like, trying to stand yeah, when up. Yeah, Sh- Knight was doing well, weird backroom dealings. I mean, yeah. <laughs> even if you, 
I don't want to say one thing is not as bad as the other, but what Suge Knight was doing is way worse than what Dr. J was doing. But like, still. Like, they had guns, and they were, like, abusing that guy with a dog. And Yeah, there's some weird stuff. And Suge Knight has... I mean, do you guys know what happened to Suge Knight during the filming of this movie, right? Did he, didn't he go to jail? He killed a guy on set. What? Yes, he was arguing with one of the people on set Can about... check this? About, look it up. Uh, okay. On the set of this movie? On the set of this movie. He was Why arguing with one of the guy of his depiction because he was showing up. He just showed up because yeah. he knew that he was in the movie. Yeah. And well, he's arguing the movie, with the dude, he, he and just shows up. and like one of the producers or somebody came by to like try and break up the argument because it was turning into something bigger. So to try and mediate it, they take it off the set and they meet at a third location. And then Shug Knight ran him over with a car. Oh, that's right. He did. He, I knew it was a car. That yeah. He, yeah. The producer. He ran him over and killed him. A producer. The guy who was trying to trying to stop everything from getting worse. I don't know if he was a producer, but he was someone who was working on the film. Good and he was Lord. trying to like calm the situation down and just have these guys talk about it. And he got in the way and because he was going to run over the dude he was having an argument with and the guy pushed him out of the way or whatever and got hit and died. Like, uh, I don't give a shit how Suge Knight is depicted in this movie because yeah. he's... No, he's a, no yeah. he's a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... This is nuts. I just Googled Suge Knight, and apparently there's also a conspiracy that he gave EZE AIDS. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of different stuff. This is this is nuts. <laughs> this, uh, you know, maybe sometimes truth is stranger longer. than fiction. So it's crazy. He's, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, wild. like, yeah. yeah. In the movie, it's it's weird because he's so evil in the movie that he almost to me comes off as like a cartoon cartoony yeah because yeah, he's like he's got he's got a look he's got yeah. a very distinct look he's always smoking a cigar. He like he'll come up to somebody and like whisper something in their ear like it's like super weird like he'll, and he has a dog like he has a dog that will attack people. I, don't I think know. that's the reason. I think that's just because even though before this movie I've always heard about him and seen tape of him and and like heard about his interactions with other people and he always came off as that kind of person too. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So this film may fictionalize a little bit and make it more exaggerated, but. It might unexaggerated. I, I think I, someone argued that maybe he might they might he might not be as he might be more horrific than he is in the actual yeah. film uh, so. but but yeah that's i did want to talk about that i didn't want to talk about it during the regular review that um as the film goes on it kind of paints like all managers as evil yeah uh, you find out uh, uh paul giamatti's character jerry uh was doing some bad money dealings uh with easy e and with the other i mean there's a there's a scene where ice ice cube continually is like where's my contract why don't i have my contract yet and he finally gets it and it's like he's like, I want to look through this with a lawyer. And Jerry goes, Nah, they're just they're gonna rip you off. Uh, but here's your check, and you can't have it until you sign. And it's like that's that's really messed up. Yeah. yeah, like you thought Jerry was helping them out, and maybe he was in some aspects, but in other ways he was not. He well, was holding them back in a way. What's kind of neat about the movie is that like it does show Jerry in a a more I wouldn't say because uh, he, uh, he's not 100% cartoony like Shook is. No. Like Jerry is surprisingly comfortable. No, he's up. a person. He's a person. Like you can, yeah. That is a real person. Yeah, so many, of these, so many of these characters feel like real people. They're not, it's not, it's never like, oh, they're always doing good or yeah. they're always doing bad. There's always a mix of both going on. Because yeah. there's a turn for Paul Giamatti's character. Yeah. Where up to a certain point, you're like, oh, this guy's working in their best interests. He's, he's is opening the doors like he tells Easy in the beginning. I'm going to open the doors for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at a certain point, and it's that scene. It's that scene where Ice Cube walks in there, and he's like, well, what's up with this Godfather stuff? Because all the <laughs> lights are dark and everything. Yeah. And by the end of the film, uh, Jerry has this great speech where he like repeats himself, but he says, like, uh, you know, I've always looked out for you, 
but you know i've always covered myself yeah i've always covered my end whereas it he's basically saying look even if your business is doing good or doing bad i'm still going to get paid and like that's messed up yeah that like if the business is going down and everyone's getting worse he's still taking a big cut of the profits well, he like, just says, he's like, oh, it's just business. This is how this, the business is done. Why do you think I've never been sued? Yeah. he's like, this is how it works. He's like, you could go to anyone and it would be the same. Yeah. And like, that's, that's crazy. And it's basically saying, like, maybe you need to look out for your own business. Maybe you need someone to help open the door for you in the beginning. But, but after a while, you yeah. need to just strike out on your own. Because both Ice Cube and Dre did better. Yeah. Well, and themselves. Crazy, but once Dre, I mean, you see it the same with Ice Cube and Dre. Once Dre moves on to Suge Knight as his manager, things get worse he, and worse. Then he there. figures out, like, oh, Suge Knight's also bad. Like, this, right. like because they pull up to a parking spot and Suge Knight's, you're in my spot. And he just beats the crap out of a guy. And it, Dre's it's, terrified. It's a wonderful, like, separation because you see with Jerry, it's kind of this new world where it's less about Compton, it's more about the business world and, like, how things work and. And, you know, he instead of going after someone physically the way Suge Knight would, he's talking about suing them and taking all their money. Mm -hmm. And then you have Suge Knight's side where Dr. Dre realizes, oh, no, I'm trying to get I'm trying to stay true to my roots, but also not be about that anymore. Yeah. Be more about, no, I want to make music. I want to be creative. And Suge Knight is bringing that lifestyle with me and I want to get away from it. Because they, uh, some people like rappers, you know, they do well for themselves and they're able, you know, to afford like a nice house and stuff. And then right. people call them like fake, like, Sell I don't want to live whatever. somewhere where I'm going to get shot or like, I don't, yeah. they don't want to live like that uh -huh. because they want to. They live like that because they have to. Yep. And Dr. Dre understands, like, I don't want to live like that. Like, his brother got killed. Yeah. In his a fight. Bro his brother dies when they're in the middle of their first tour. He's like, yeah. I don't want to live like this anymore. This is a dumb way to live. And mm -hmm. if I'm able to get away from it, I'm going to. Yeah. And he's smart about it. And like Suge Knight, he has all the money he needs, but he still wants to be about that life because he thinks it's cool or he thinks it's the way he needs it. Yeah, it's just the way he is. When Dre says, stop, why are you doing this? He says, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's kind of not the point. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Dre's like, that's not what, not what I want. It's like, yeah. and Dre understands, and Ice Cube understands too, because he gets, like, he has his family, he's got his wife. Yeah, he has this adorable, like, he becomes like a dad. Yeah. And, like, you don't see him, like, with his kids. It's not, like, trying to be super emotional or anything. Mm -hmm. But you can tell, like, he's not about this huge, big lifestyle the way Eazy E was trying to live. Yeah. yeah. And it was more about, like, no, I'm going to be creative. Providing I'm for make his music, family. And, and live I'm comfortably. Gonna, yeah. Can I just say a cute little meta thing about this one particular scene? Yeah. Okay. So it's the scene where Ice Cube, you know, he's, he's at the computer, he's typing, he goes, like, oh, got yeah. fucked up. Realizing that, oh, he's writing Friday. Yeah, he's writing yeah. Friday. And here's where my brain gets real messed up. Yeah. So I'm seeing O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, because play, everyone knows that, right? right? Everyone, this yeah. is Ice Cube's son. Yeah, yeah, that's kid. O'Shea Jackson Jr. playing he's his in dad. In the background. In the background are two kids. Probably one of them is playing O'Shea one Jackson. Of it, one of them is <laughs> him. And the director of this film is director of Friday. <laughs> and my brain, as I'm watching, is like, I'm putting, oh, that's weird. There's so many levels. <laughs> oh, and he had no. sex with his mom. Uh, Side well, note, O'Shea is very good at playing his father. Yes, yeah. he is. He got the scowl down. Well, oh, he cut his hurt. hair. That's the one went, oh, that's weird. Oh, that's yeah. so you're your dad. Oh, <laughs> he no. looks so much like him, too. Like, you could tell, obviously, he's a different person, but mm -hmm. he still looks so much like him. He gets the him. mannerisms down yeah. and everything. Mm -hmm. It's Yeah. No, you got to have the scowl, the and scene, it was really good. The scene where he was uh, being interviewed, 
He did a great job. Oh. Is a very very good because this and is his first th- movie too, and yeah. he did a great job. Yeah. Well, he's been around his dad his whole life, so I'm pretty sure he could. I could imitate my dad if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like he, just because you're like, oh, he's my dad. Yeah. Then like they were very clear. It's like just because he's my dad, that's not the reason I got the gig. <laughs> like I worked really hard for a couple of years on getting it part, getting it right. But yeah. I'm not, but the scene with him, he's amazing. I mean, it helps it, with the, the, the <laughs> your dad's ice cube. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, but like no, the the pool interview scene with the yeah, one reporter is so good and I that's a weird moment like god you are both very good in this and this is very much how your dad would have reacted to this. <laughs> yeah. what's your name go fuck yourself go fuck yourself <laughs> hey man I'm sorry about it what go fuck it? yourself Ryan <laughs> uh, no he was fantastic I thought he was so good and it, that that scene even though it's a really great comedic moment and both times the theater you know we all laughed mm-hmm. um, it does show like how the media was looking at everything what what the artists cared about and what, what the their media. focus was and but what media was trying to like yeah. they wanted to trump up the whole uh, race thing and, and bigotry and like anti-semitism well and there was the there was the press conference that they had that after, press conference was great was that after detroit or before detroit, detroit before detroit. that was no yeah. that that was after no. that was after was it? Was, it was immediately it was after, after yeah it was right after the yeah and, they, and because that's when they all got arrested and the mm. oh by the way that whole scene fictionalized by the way they didn't run off stage and to get uh, put in a paddy wagon. <laughs> it was good. Wah, it's wah. a bummer, but it's it was a, good, a great scene. It's a great scene. Did that press yeah. conference happen? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's, because that yeah, there's press tape. conference is really great, where the they're, reporters they're, are like, "Aren't you glamorizing gang life?" This and is, they're like, "No, this is we're not glamorizing no. it. We're just telling it like it is." Like, there's 100 percent video of all that. So Everything great. they say is what they said. On like this is what I thought. The best part was like uh, they're talking about like selling drugs and stuff, and they're like. I don't have a passport, man. We're not the ones bringing yeah, it how in. Are, <laughs> how are we selling all this stuff? We're yeah. not going out of the country. Somebody's bringing it in. I thought that was great. That line's like, I don't have a passport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. What a time. I think I, I really do enjoy... But I, I take a weird pleasure in these uh, you know, fictionalized biography type movies when, uh, when it's someone that I know like an actor that I, but they're portraying, it's, it's, they're portraying someone that I know. Mm. And I'm, I'm going like, how good are the, is this portrayal compared to the weirdest thing is person? I saw the trailer for right along Two before this movie. <laughs> weird, re- weird, weird, right? Cause Ice Cube's playing a cop and he's the guy weird. who fucked the police. Well, cause it's at the end of the strange. film, when they're showing how Ice Cube is successful now, the montage of news footage, they, right right <laughs> they show right along in there, right, right along. They show Friday, they show right Damn! along. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, here's one of my favorite. Like this is this is one scene I always refer to in the movie that I, I find really funny, but also really interesting is that there's okay. So we cut to it's beginning of the movie, and we cut to whitest white high school you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Te- Tears for Fears. It's the '80s that everyone idealizes. Then yeah. I'm not sure if it's camera pulling back or at some point, but we cut to Cube in the bus, and it, it is hit- a camera pullback because it okay. swings around the front. And then it's got a close in, and then it pulls inside okay, the bus. Cool. It's a really good effect. And I love this shot, this scene for a lot of reasons. But the big part is like that idly, that idealized eighties that we all like watch a lot of John Hughes movies of. Yeah, that's all we've seen in cinema. What when that camera pulls back, it's a harsh reminder of this was going on at the same school mm-hmm. at the same time. And then it shows what they experience on the way home. Yeah. And that scene, like I don't even really want to get into that scene. I don't want to discuss it because it is a powerful scene. Yeah. 
Well, and I think it's it's kind of like as Justin saying when when Ice Cube's looking out the window, he's seeing like the the two white girls in a car. Get, mm-hmm. They have their own car. They're driving to it. The cop is like not even looking at them. Like, oh, we go on, you know, yep. drive away. And here, you know, the school bus is all full of minorities. Yeah, that's like they don't they can't afford their their way, you know, to drive to school. They can't, you know, their parents aren't going to drop them off and pick them up. They ride the the public school bus system, right? And it's like, and and then the the what what terror that they face on that school bus yeah. is is like that will never happen to those those people driving. And it yeah. shows this interesting dichotomy of like there are people that are actually in those places experiencing those things, dealing with gangs and stuff like that. And then you have the kids on the school bus that are making fun of it that don't realize how serious it all mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And you're sh- it just shows like every side in that situation and how like it needed to be taken seriously by everyone. Yeah. Adam. Yes. No, nothing. Nothing. I'm good. All right. Are we, are we good to wrap up the discussion? I think it's, I think it's an amazing film. It was a fantastic film. It, I, I don't want to say I didn't have high expectations for it. Cause I didn't like. I didn't have any expectations for it. But I just went in there. I I figured it was going to be a decent movie because people were talking about it, and it blew me away. I thought I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I I love the music. I enjoyed like hearing the songs and watching them make the music, and it had you know the drama that I wanted it had comedy which I didn't think was going to be in there yeah and I thought it was just a fantastic film now um, we didn't even talk even a little bit about Easy E's death mm-hmm. I think that's did, important I mean did everyone know that he died yes, yes. <laughs> I did know that yeah I, yes. I knew I knew <laughs> I kind of knew it was AIDS mm-hmm. uh, you know um, but yeah as I was saying in the regular review just to carry this over to the discussion narratively it, we begin with NWA forming. Easy is a big part of that, and yeah. then as NWA splits off, they all become their own thing. He's actually then, the financial support in the yeah. And then mm-hmm. when Easy dies, drug money. drug money, NWA will never be again. They were trying like there was a last ditch effort where they're like, yeah, let's let's do it again. Let's yep. try this again. And then Easy E dies, and so NWA is never going to be again right. because Easy is gone. Right. And mm-hmm. so they all have to be their own people now. They all have to do their own things, live their own lives. And that's like, even though I thought at the time in the theater when I was sitting there, I thought it was sudden. But when when um, Dre separates from Suge Knight in mm-hmm. that scene where he says, like, I'm done with you. I'm going to start my own thing. And then it's a little corny, but I feel like, <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? He's like, what are you going to call your new label? Aftermath. And then, boom, credits. And it's like, yeah, this is, I mean, essentially, yeah, the aftermath is like, this is what comes after. Yep. Yeah, so it was... I thought and that's why he neat. called the album that, too. It was, a, mm-hmm. it was a response to everything we had just seen mm-hmm. happen in the film. Um, the actor played Easy. What was his name? Do you remember? Or oh, Jason... Hold on, I got the IMDb page right here. Jason Mitchell. Jason Mitchell. He's. I, I do want to pick one shout out to at one point out there. He's incredible in this yeah. movie. Like I, I, everyone did a great job. I loved the whole cast was great, and but he's a standout to me. I've never heard of him. I've mm. never seen him in anything before. And yeah, no. Who, Dr. Dre's the no, the guy playing Easy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's, but I, he's absolutely incredible. I thought also the. the guy but do you Dr. think Dre. he could only Dre play Easy really though? He's been, in, he's been in other films before yeah. this. No, I don't think. Well, here's the thing. I'm excited to find out that they're both the guy who played Dr. Dre and the guy who played Easy are both in the upcoming Kong reboot. Whoa. King Kong? Yeah. yeah, they're doing the King Kong reboot. The Skull Island. Is mm-hmm. it a reboot, technically? I don't know how to put it. It's another King Kong Is it thing. like a prequel? I don't know. It's like before no, the island. But there it's was like in the, the skull. It talks know. about King Kong's origin. So oh, it's yeah. before the first film. Okay. Kong, Skull Island. But it's uh but they're in it. And I think that's really that's kind of exciting. So that's cool. Yeah, it's an origin story. <laughs> so yeah, when I saw the trailer for this, 
I really thought it was just a biopic on the group. And mm. the trailer had great music in it. And I was like, yeah, that looks really good. I want to see that. That Ooh, looks like Brie Larson too. I that think. looks like a good film, you know? And I walked out of there just just smacked in the face with how much of a message this film has. Yeah. Like it is at the same time an enjoyable film, but also something that has something to teach people. And um because of that, yeah, I think I'm just gonna reiterate from the for our, from our initial review, but uh, from earlier in the show, but yeah, people need to see this. Mm. This is this is uh, besides it being informative and enjoyable. Um, it's important to what's going on right now. Mm. All right, uh, that about wraps up our discussion. Thanks for listening, everyone. We love you. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>